The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Welcome to Graps City. This is WrestleMania week, baby. Lots going down. Lots has gone down. And I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. Also, we've got Mr. Philip Lindsay. Um, I am here in Airbnb. Um, morning is going well. Yeah. So is mine. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, also here is Righteous Reg. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's me, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, media man. I'm on location in Los Angeles. Let's hope my connection doesn't die. My morning's been going pretty well. I feel great. I have some coffee. I'm actually a little bit more energized than I thought I was going to be. You're wired as hell, man. (laughs) We've had had two very late nights, insanely late nights, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make this podcast. Let's cancel this podcast. But no, we are out here. Your boys are ready to give it up. Will Washington somehow made it. I didn't think he was going to make it at all. Very surprised to see that background back there. Very happy to see that background back there, honestly. All right. Are y'all ready for the stories, folks? Do I tell the stories? First off, I want to let everybody know, this is Grapsity. This is a show we do every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. But also, uh, you can send us your super chats and humper chats. YouTube.com slash Fightful is the way to send us your super chats. Uh, and then Humper Chats can be sent at HumperChats.com. And uh, we've got 
all the stuff to talk about today. And we got all the 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 stories and it's been a great time. There's but, one that I wish we could talk about so bad. I just wish we can really get into it, but we can't. Which one is what's it relate to? There's one main story for the weekend for me, and you know what it is. Do I? I'm like yes. lost right now. You have to like You were there. What am I forgetting about? You're not forgetting about something. It's a very big event that happened. We were at an event with the rapper. He throws a thing, and then a whole bunch of people are there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, we're not talking about that. No. Oh, <laughs> had to no. slow walk the dog to get you there. I'm like, so I you were there. I forgot all about that. All right. I know what you're talking about now. But, uh, nah. All right. So, <sighs> You know how when I travel, there's always like some little shit and it's usually little shit, but it's, uh, it's never a big deal. But for whatever reason, my luck on this trip has been the fucking worst. So as you guys may recall, my plan was come in Thursday, come in for I was going to meet up with a friend. I had one event I was going to do. I was going to do Wally Mania as well. Uh, and then I was going to be home Friday morning. And I would be home in time to make it to my daughter's play. Uh, and opening night of the play. So that was what we talked about. That was how this was going to go. So I made a an adjustment to the trip. I figured, you know what? Let's not cramp myself. I'm going to come in Wednesday. And, uh, or at least I'm going to try to come in Wednesday. So I was staying with Denise the whole time. And so, uh, I had hit up Denise. She was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, are you sure? Um, because I don't like imposing on people I hate. I, I like, honestly, I was the whole idea of even like crashing on her to begin with just felt like, I don't know. I hate it. I hate imposing on people. I hate because I know when people are in my space and like have taken up too much of too much time, I'm like, okay, I want my space back, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I just, I, I don't like imposing on people, but I was like, Hey, Denise, are you okay with me staying one more day on the other side? She's like, yeah, that's fine, please. Um, and I'm like, okay, I will buy you and your husband dinner. She's like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, but I feel like I need to, because I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I hate asking for stuff. But so uh, I get in. So Wednesday, I start with the Wednesday travel story because this was more so Will Washington stupidity. Uh, and my normal way of traveling is that I usually have somebody drop me off at the airport. Sometimes my dad, sometimes a friend, sometimes uh, sometimes my wife. Just depends on whoever is available. But called my dad Wednesday via an answer and so I'm like uh, and then my wife I, I asked her if she could drop me off at the airport we don't live that far from the airport so it wouldn't have been a huge deal but she's like oh, I got back-to-back meetings I can't get out of those right now so I'm like all right it's fine I'll just park at the airport no big deal so I'm making good time getting to the airport right and then I get closer and closer and I see signs that say all airport parking lots full. 
use off-site parking. And I went, oh, no. Like, I can't just, like, ditch my car, right? Like, <laughs> under most circumstances, it's easy, right? Like, traveling to the airport is always simple for me because I don't have to think about nothing. I just get out of whatever I'm taking or to get out of the Uber, and I should have called an Uber because um, that's the other option, right? But it was like, damn it, but I can't just ditch my car now. I'm stuck with this. So I got to find a place to park this right now because there's not enough time to run back home, drop it off, and then Uber back. And so I'm hunting for parking, and it says use Pike's Peak parking lot. So just to put it into perspective, folks, I'm going to give you a timestamp. My flight left 3 p.m. 3 p.m. By the time I'm able to find parking, uh, it's 2 o'clock. So I'm already now pushing it by the time I was able to find a parking space. And this is a parking lot that's like two miles from the airport. So there's that. Then I wait on the shuttle. The shuttle does not get me away from the, the shuttle. I get on the shuttle and it's like taking its little sweet time, stopping at every little stop to pick everybody up. And I'm just sitting here panicking. We did not start departing for the airport until 2.25. I'm sitting here thinking there is no freaking way I'm going to board this flight. There's just no way. I don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. And I've convinced, I'm texting my wife. I'm like, it's not happening. I, uh, I'm not going to make it. There's no way. I kid you not. We pull up at the airport, 2.36. You know, flights close their doors 15 minutes before takeoff. So I'm like, I have to get through security and all of this in the next nine minutes and it's a Seagate, by the way. So when I board the train, I have to go through the A stops, the B stops, and the C stops. All of this. And I'm like, I have to somehow pull all of this off in nine minutes. We get to the A gates. It's like 2.43. And I'm like, just looking, panicking. I'm like, it's not happening. There's no way. It's about 2.45. It's about 2.45 when we pull up to the B gates. And I'm like, we're still not here. We pull up to the C gates. It's 2.47. I'm like, I'm screwed. There's no way. I'm going to walk up to that door and it's going to be closed. I get to the door and there's somebody arguing with the gate agent. But because of that, they haven't closed the door yet. And I look at that guy and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you guys get my ticket. They scanned me. They let me on. And I just I call my wife real quick and I'm like, it's a freaking miracle. But I made it on my flight. But that's just the start of Will Washington luck. So the next day, <laughs> next day, I, uh, in case anybody's wondering why I have no pictures from this week, let me tell you why. <laughs> I forgot, dude. Oh my God. So much happened. So much happened. <laughs> so the next day, getting ready for the day, using Denise's bathroom. Uh, and I go to take a shower and I'm like, oh, I should probably have my phone. Um, just in case, you know, I, I missed anything and I don't want to be in here too long because I was waiting on Cole. Uh, and you know, I didn't want to miss him when he showed up or anything like that. So I'm like, let me just set my phone somewhere. And so I set it on the shelf above Denise's toilet. And then my phone rings while I'm in the shower and it vibrates its way off and into the toilet because the <laughs> lid wasn't closed. Totally my fault. 
fucking stupid. Worst thing about this is that I heard that clank and didn't realize what it was and didn't bother to check what it was. I'm like, I'll check that later when I get out of the shower. And so it probably sat in the toilet and soaked. My phone did for about five minutes. Yeah. So, you know, they say phones these days are waterproof, right? They're water resistant. They never say proof. It's water resistant for up to... They say they can be submerged for up to 30, 30 seconds to a minute is about what they can survive, but not five minutes in a toilet. And so I get my phone out, I'm cleaning it off, but like it's, there's still a little moisture in the cameras. And <laughs> so I can't take any pictures right now. Eventually the, moisture. the point, the, the ports have all dried out and all that. I, I got to get a new phone. Because uh, the speaker no longer works. For anybody who was on the AEW, uh, the Ring of Honor media call and wondering why my mic wasn't working when they were trying to get me, that's why that was. So, uh, <laughs> I was without a phone. Pissed off about this. And eventually, like, some pieces of it were working. <laughs> I wish this was the end of it. It ain't over. <laughs> So, the final piece of this to just ruin everything. Thursday was great. And we're going to talk about Thursday. We're going to talk about Wally Mania. We're going to talk about all that. Friday, uh, but Thursday, uh, sorry, but uh, Friday morning, I'm supposed to leave. I made great time, mind you. I got out. I got breakfast. I had all the time in the world. I get to the airport on time. I'm like, my flight leaves. Nine o'clock. This is easy. Uh, And I do all my stuff. I get to my gate and I sit down at the gate and I see nine o'clock make a jump on the time thing to 920. Uh, And you would think 20 minutes is not a huge deal, except I had a layover. And in my layover, there was only about a 30-minute window. So 20 minutes turned it into a 10-minute window. And that 10-minute window, uh, there was no way I would have made that with 15 minutes till the doors closed. It's not going to happen. And so I go up to the counter, and I express my concerns about this. And they're like, yeah, you should probably get another flight. And so I'm like, okay, what else do you have? And they're like, well, we do have a direct flight. leaves at 2 p.m. And so I go, okay, give me that one. And so... They gave me that flight, and that was cool. I hit up Phil and Reg, and I'm like, hey, I'm in town a few more hours, and we go to the Mixer. It was a really great time. That was a great time at the so Mixer. So fun. Yeah. Shout out Black Wrestling Media. Everybody was there. Everybody, it, it, All those videos you saw of Cam, like all of that, that was all great stuff. Shout the out. Hawk Andrea. Nation bunch. Shout out yeah. to Cam. Yeah. Shout out Andreas putting this together. It was very good. Um and we did our thing, right? So my flight was supposed, my new flight was 2 p.m. And you, I was sitting right next to Reg when it happened. Get an email that says my flight's been delayed to 4.30. 4.30 would have meant that the 2 p.m. flight was perfect because that would have gotten me there 6.15 back to Denver. My daughter's performance is at 6.30. So I'm like, I'm skinning my teeth, but I'm going to make it. And then the flight gets delayed to 4.30. So at that point, fuck, I'm going to miss it. And I was, you saw me. I was so mad. I was so disappointed. 
I called Veda, we talked, and she's got one more performance today. So I'm oh, not sweet. missing that one. Yeah. So I, I wanted to see the, the opening, but mm-hmm. uh, but this one is cool because this is the one the grandparents will be at. Like, this is a good one still. Nice. So I will be there for I feel April. much better about that. I felt awful. I was like, damn, we'll miss the only performance, and it's never going to happen It's not the again. only. Okay, that's yeah, it's not the only. There's one today. Um, it's in four hours. I'm going to be there. Sweet. And so uh but i told veda we talked and she's like that's okay dad she was like really understanding she sent me an i love you text with a smiley face and i was like that made me feel better and so i go so i basically just hang around with you guys a little bit longer at the mixer so this is the first and only time i know it's a regular thing sean ross sap does but never again am i fucking with spirit airlines because that's (laughs) the the main culprit here this last part is not my fault i'll take fault for the phone i will take fault for the uh for even the parking stuff all of that but this last piece of this not my fault and spirit airlines fuck you um so spirit sent out an email said your flight's been delayed till 4 30 so okay Whatever. I get my Uber. We get to uh, the airport. I'm, I get to my gate at 4. And when I get to my gate at 4, and I'm not the only person this happened to. There were like 10 other people that this happened to. I get to my gate at 4, and uh, they said, oh, we actually moved the delay uh, back up to 4 o'clock, so the flight's taking off right now. And all of us are like, well, then let us on. And they're like, no, we already closed the doors. And we're like, what the fuck do you mean you closed the doors? You never said you you communicated via email and text to us that it had been delayed, but you never sent a communication out that you pushed it back. And uh, they were like, well, if you had been here at the gate, you would have seen that. And we're like, but that's not how you made the original communication was via email. So the update also should have been via email and then i shit you not i have a screenshot of it 402 an email comes through that says your flight has been rescheduled to four and all of us got it at the same time and we're all looking at each other like at 402 you're now letting us know that our flight had been rescheduled to four and uh we're all just like all angry we're all shouting at these people and they're just like oh we can't do anything and uh one guy goes do you recognize none of us are related to each other none of us know each other and we're all pissed at the same thing you do recognize that this is not a singular problem that like some of them had all gone like like i said i got to my gate at four somebody had just literally gone to get something to eat because he figured i got half an hour or whatever and comes back to find out actually we moved the flight half an hour and we're taken off so all these people are pissed and uh i get into it with the supervisor because he issued me a refund without my confirming i was okay with that i basically just asked him i said so what does a refund look like on this and he scanned my ticket and he just goes all right cool i just put 177 back on your card and i was like that's 
You know, we didn't even talk about whether or not I wanted to exchange it for a new ticket or anything along those lines. You just did the refund. And I was like, now what if I want a new ticket? And he's like, well, now you have to rebook. And I'm like, no, because he's like, because now your money's out of the system. And I'm like, but we didn't talk about that. Uh, you just did it. And he's like, well, call customer service. And I just took the deepest breath. And I was like, I try to approach every situation from a place of understanding and calmness. You guys know that and you witnessed that this weekend. And I try to approach every situation with a sense of, uh, I try to always understand where the other person's coming from before I get angry. And I was like, but honestly, you failed to communicate on any parts of this. And on top of that, you've shown no empathy for anybody here who is screwed in this situation. Fuck you. <laughs> and and then he looks at me and he goes, well, it's not my fault your dumbass has missed the flight. This hey. is the supervisor, by the way. And at that point, they well, had the Wait a minute. Event. I just want to interject with two things here. One, remember, we've got a heart out. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Two, you left out the spirit thing because I kept wondering, like, what's going on with this flight? Why did this flight get canceled? If you had told me it was spirit, I would have known because spirit's horrible. Um, Agreed. It's oh, not just yeah. that, it's not the whole just thing, that spirit is, is, is unreliable because you just never know what their flights. Their customer service is notoriously bad. Notoriously bad. Like I said, Sean has no problem. Sean's like, oh, I'll fly Spirit Airlines. No problem. Spirit Airlines. It's Kentucky. Like <laughs> <laughs> me, on the other hand, ooh, I'm like never again. I, I this is the only time I've done it for this specific flight for this one flight coming back, and it was a disaster getting back. And I ended up having to rebook through United, and everything went smoothly this morning. 5 a.m. I had to be there, and I got home, and I'm here now. But what a weekend. That's my story. There we go, folks. I have had... Damn. Yeah, notoriously bad customer service. Again, how do you send out an email about something happening at 4 o'clock at 4.02? Terrible what they've done to me. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But Wale Mania was dope. I was in the room with a wrestler when they were canceling a booking, but it, because it came back with Spirit as the travel. <laughs> this was years ago. Yeah. Oh, and somebody mentioned you forgot about Sean's rental car. I mean, <laughs> I... Uh... Yeah, Sean in that rental car. It was funny on Wednesday. We got to, when I landed in LA, I was like right behind Sean. Sean had landed. And then I get in, and Sean was like, So where are you headed? And I was like, I'm headed to Denise's house. And he goes, Oh, you know what? I can give you a ride over there. I'm getting my rental car. And I'm like, All right, cool. I'll just meet you at the rental car place. I meet Sean in the rental car place. And that man was in line for three hours. I waited yeah. with him for an hour before i'm like sean i i'm just gonna go take an uber and uh he had already been there an hour then i waited an hour with him we watched dynamite in line and then <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna just take an uber and i'll catch you later and then an hour later i get a text from him that's like i finally got my car 
crazy. So, ugh. did you ever get to see Dynamite, Phil? No. Damn. I haven't been in a room that much. <laughs> yeah, you ha- look, Phil has been out here this week. And Phil gets to remain out here this week because Phil Lindsay is going to WrestleMania tonight. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We need Philip Lindsay's uh, quick WrestleMania preview going into the show that he's about to attend. Uh, it would have been nice if you kind of warned me that's where you were going because I don't <laughs> have the card for night one up. <laughs> Not a full review, just like a, what are you looking forward yeah. to on this show? And shout out Fightful Select, by the way. Sean's reports, and I've kind of heard the same thing, that uh, it sounded like the tag titles are main eventing tonight. Mm. Even though uh, even though Char- Charlotte tried to sit in that interview with Ryan Satin and was like, you know, you know, what is fear? What what makes a main event? A main event? Like, Charlotte, come on, man. You know, I, I, I hear you. This is a story in the making for a year. But this is a story that's been in the making for three years. Okay. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. Come on. Come on now. Um, nah, but this is uh this is my first mania. I'm still like taking in the fact that I haven't been to a mania. It's my first mania. Wasn't supposed to be going. I'm actually was supposed to be going home today, like in a few hours. Um, that's why I've been like sitting here like checking my phone because um You gotta check out I, the Airbnb. Yeah, I have to check out and I have to do other stuff in a few hours. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. This this uh, part of me um, is tentatively excited because um, the first time I went to Rumble, I was very excited and was not a good show. Um, <laughs> um, that just, now, the, yeah. the, the card looks good here, I though, think this and will it be has better been separated. Yes. So the card as it's looking, I can run through it real quick, and I want your thoughts, Phil, because uh, we got Austin Theory versus John Cena confirmed to be the opener. Um, I think um, I think that's going to be good. I think Theory's going to go over. I think Theory kind of has to go over. Um, I don't really understand why they did that empty arena promo <laughs> this week. I feel like that kind of set the bill back when the, the bill was doing well up to that point. Um, but I think the match will be good. I think that Cena will prob- probably try his best to make this guy look good. And I mean, not to say that you got to drag him into a good good match. He's not a bad wrestler, but I think he's going to try to elevate him here. I think I, I don't think Cena's inherently a bad wrestler, but I think that when we see Cena in this mode of like, I'm only showing up for this one match, uh, there tends to be a lot of smoke and mirrors to his matches when he does that. Um, cause even when he came back to work that match with Roman and it seemed like he was working one match, he was doing dark matches every week. Um, he was doing them two times a week. He was doing dark matches on raw, dark matches on SmackDown. And it was like, yeah. we're at least seeing Cena get some reps in to prepare for this match with Roman at SummerSlam. And, but then when Cena came in this past, uh, December for the tag match with, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. What did Cena do? He tagged in five moves of doom and he was out because that was not a Cena that had any reps in. And my concern here is what is a John Cena WrestleMania match with a Cena that hasn't been getting in any reps? 
I don't think you can open this show with uh with a not really good scene of performance. If they were gonna be like a uh going through the motions performance, you gotta put it at a different spot in the card. If you start the show out with five moves of doom and we're out, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I, Cena I, didn't I bump his last match. Right. Yeah, it's like I said, Cena didn't bump the last match he did that he wasn't like that he didn't have a whole lot of ring work in. And like I said, my just my concern here is Cena showed up one show for the build to this, and there was no dark match. There's nothing along those lines. Cena's not been doing it. Maybe That's he's come. We've to- seen him one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh- so I think it could be good, but I have concerns about the possibility of them not doing much with it. But yeah, yeah. we got. By the way, I'm looking at the chat. I will never forgive Sean Spears for teaching you fucking dorks the term good hand because you don't know what it means. You're using it incorrectly. And Jake, you and that bad take are also to blame. But Sean Spears is first on the list because he should have never taught you dudes nothing because you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I I haven't seen the chat yet here, but I'll read the super chats and stuff here shortly. I know people are like, we're joking, Phil. Stop using that term incorrectly. <laughs> Fuckers. Well, I imagine it's all related to the next guy on the card because it's Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Um, I think that match can deliver as well. Yeah. I think the match would be very good despite the fact that the build has been trash, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Are, are, are we going to talk about that clip from last night? Or Well, yeah. I mean, we Get can talk it. about it. Um. I'm waiting because I see the jokes about the good hand stuff. I'm waiting for people to acknowledge that for a solid year of this podcast, I've been telling you what's going on with this guy. And everybody, including the two of you guys, no-sold me. I'm still no-selling your ass. (laughs) I just, you know, I mean, at some point, I just... Just say that I'm right. I just, just like, it's yeah, all no, right. no, that clip was verbatim what you've been saying on this podcast yeah. for an entire year, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it sets your guy, and like, I get that, and like, um, and I can see why you see things through the same way he would see them. Like, I imagine if you're a Seth Rollins fan, you're probably frustrated with the way that he, whoa, 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 I don't even like the premise of this because this isn't. Just- <laughs> <laughs> As a Seth Rollins fan, this is just the fact of the matter that this dude was the MVP for WWE last year. Is that or is that not true? He was having the best matches. He had the best trilogy of matches with Cody. He carried a WrestleMania build with Cody by himself. True. <laughs> um, he essentially gave Roman the best build going into a title defense that year. Up, up to a certain point, that match with Roman was his best title defense that year. Was it not? <laughs> Again, <laughs> we're trying to no sell me and no. Sell me. <laughs> no I mean, no, 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 I, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong there in that in that regard. And uh, like, I, I can see it how you see it that like Seth Rollins is very much MVP in that sense in terms of uh performances especially i will never knock seth rollins as a performer um i'll knock him as a character um i've never liked his character work and especially now i think it's probably the least i've ever liked it um 
but I think that as a performer, absolutely, I think Seth comes through and delivers in ways that um, nobody else did last year. That's absolutely a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only difference I'm talking about here is that I've just never viewed Seth as the guy. And so when he talks in a way where he does seem to view himself as the guy, and I see that a lot of Seth Rollins fans take what he's saying and they're like, yeah, Seth Rollins should be the guy. And I kind of step back and go, I mean, I need somebody else doing promos. I need somebody else doing character work because I don't see that in Seth. Um, so I just see it as, I can see why you would see it that way, Seth. Um, I'm, I'm going to quote something that I said maybe a month ago. I think it was a month uh, ago. And I said, uh, the response to people that were telling me that um, the character wasn't working, um, the promos aren't good. The reason, and I can't speak for the guy, the reason he keeps drawing attention to people singing the theme song is proof positive that everything he's done to get this character over has worked. This isn't them doing that. That's why he's intentionally pointing it out. This isn't the company doing this and getting it over. He did that. And it worked. And all the way to the point, like I pointed out to you guys, it made it all the way into an AEW crowd. So, no, you at some point got to acknowledge that everything this dude has done for a year, it worked. <laughs> I mean, again, go back to that Roman match. The guy got a huge reaction when he came out to the, to the to Shield theme and came out in the Shield gear. That was him. That ain't the company doing that. Okay. I mean, look, yeah, you, like I said, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say to that, but um, that I'm I right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's like I don't know how to frame this thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like I, I even even I, if we want to get into he's not the guy thing. Mm -hmm. We've sat on this podcast and talked about how boring Edge is, and how boring Edge, in my opinion, has been since he's been back. The most I've enjoyed Edge was in the Rollins tr tr trilogy. But Those again, were the best matches that he's had since he's been I, back. The I best that. match that Dom has ever had was with who? Seth Rollins. <laughs> I agree. I, and again, I agree with all of that from a match perspective, but... I sat here saying I hated all of those Edge and Rollins promos. And like, so it's again one of those things where I think, from a match perspective, easily a guy who delivers. But I think, in especially in the company that emphasizes the, the character work, I don't see it from Seth. Um, and that's. I mean I won't go into my spiel on what the character is. I explained that. And Seth also basically echoed what I said. So I didn't I don't really need to rehash yes. that. Um, I just think at this point, um, the guy has a point. I think he has a point, and specifically in the part where he was saying when other people took a part-time role, when other people got hurt, when all of these other people that you gave the ball to Fell out of out of the way, and you gave me the ball. He even said, "Jump ship to other companies," and I and I killed it, and that was never acknowledged. I mean, I also pointed out at one point that every almost every feud that Roman had 
in 2021, the guy that built that person up into a credible opponent for Roman was Rollins. Kevin Owens, Cesaro. Yeah. You go down the list. All of those guys feuded with Rollins first, and he built them up at the time so that they look like credible contenders. And Seth never got anything out of that other than a DQ loss at Wrestle at Royal Rumble and didn't get a rematch. Uh, by the way, we got. Uh, I'm sorry for this username, but good freaking hand says. Oh god! Uh, so, do we think Seth actually wins, or is WWE going to keep using him to put people over? I think he wins. Um, um, I, I think that's just Jake again. I, I think he. I think he kind of has to win um, because I was saying in the build to this, and I think it's it's tenement of everything I've been saying about what they're doing with him and why I don't understand it. Um, you putting this guy in this position where. You're making it seem like, oh, this is this big influencer. He's he's more of a celebrity than than Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins needs to wrestle him for appeal. No, he doesn't. It is the exact opposite. Logan Paul needs to wrestle Seth Rollins. <laughs> he does not need to wrestle this man. Right. <laughs> he does not. And so I fear if he loses this match, like I don't know what you do with him after that. Like, I, I know what you do with Logan Paul after that. You keep building him up. But if Seth loses this match, what do you do with him? I don't know. I mean, maybe turn him again. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I And that was the other problem. He was clearly right there with the face turn, and they wouldn't just let him turn. Like, I won't go into again again how I feel like the company hasn't got in it. it. It's very similar to when Miro and other guys got over on their own and they clearly did everything in their power to ignore it. Um, and it's just clear as day. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Mike from Indeed, by the way. says, happy Saturday, dudes. Hope you all had a fun time. I still have like 70 characters left to fill, so this is just a bunch of random words. Uh, at the end. Thank you. <laughs> Peace, Mike. <laughs> uh, we also got Tim Gordon says, Happy Saturday. Had a real good time watching TJPW and ROH yesterday. I doubt he leaves, but is there a place for Drew on AEW's roster? There's a place for yes. Drew on any roster. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you see what Drew was able to do uh, when he left WWE the first time and right. working Ring of Honor, working... Uh, like, that's where the Drew you know today came from. Because, uh, you know, my wife brought up one day, she was like, how did Drew go from three-man band to the guy we see today? And I go, oh, that Drew came about from his indie run. When he went out there and did his thing, he caught people's attention and people were like, whoa, what is Drew Galloway doing out here? Why is Drew Galloway so ripped all of a sudden how is this guy so big when he looked like the skinny dude he looked like a skinny tall dude before and all of a sudden he's like jacked mm-hmm. and it was like that's where that indie run helped him find himself it kind of um, was fucked up because the thing that got him over is that he looked so much bigger than everybody <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? because on the indies yeah yeah he looked giant against all the all the indie guys and so people were like damn drew mcintyre drew galloway's pretty big because in relation to what the people he was with in WWE, he didn't look that giant. But when he came back to WWE, all of a sudden he felt giant. Like, yeah. I feel like 
they just found a different way to present him based off of how he had been presented in impact how he'd been presented like literally um that was a joke people were making at wrestlemania 37 over the fact that brock lesnar or brock lesnar bobby lashley versus uh versus drew mcintyre like we saw that and we mm-hmm. saw it in impact and it was great that was where that's the peak time you saw bobby lashley versus drew galloway right. and so yes i think there's a place for him um do i think he's actually leaving not really nah, um so. uh but not i do really. think i've heard i heard today that the concerns are legitimate in the fact that they're not close to a deal and that um that that's what i've heard i know sean Drew Mac just is on... just like look you guys you guys are selling out every show hella you guys are about to sell out two nights of wrestlemania i'm trying to get paid I, it, give me some money of that money that y'all are getting uh let's see so yeah he so who knows um but sean reported that wwe is eager to keep him so they'll probably um re-engage in talks and figure this out so we'll get there but I don't think there's a whole lot to be concerned about. But I don't think Drew is one of those guys that I would consider a WWE for life kind of guy. Like a guy that if he somehow didn't resign, is it just over for him? No, yeah. absolutely not. We've seen him excel other places. So yeah. um The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think uh, it's personally. I think he stays right. Uh, Badass Billy says, Will, you forgot Sean's rental car. No, I told that story. Uh, Chris says Reigns interrupted Cody before he could say finish the story. Does it foreshadow a Reigns win? Faces don't make promises they can't keep. Stop trying to manifest this Reigns win, man. (laughs) I say I see people. I said I've seen it a lot. I think that would be the worst ending possible, but we'll totally. See. I, I uh, think this is people that want to laugh and, and and get off their WWE bad takes, and yeah. it's like, oh man, see, this company always does this. And don't get me wrong, I would not put it past them to do it, no. but I do think there are a lot of people that want it to happen so that they can go and and shit posts on Twitter and watch people rage. As someone who's uh quote-unquote WWE hater, that would be awful. God, If Roman Reigns leaves with the, these belts, it's just, that's such a bad idea because it's wrestling, man. People got to lose eventually. We can't keep having streaks and things, and it's Cody's hot as hell. Give this man these belts. Yeah, I think that uh, I think we're at that transition period. I think um, just to compare it to a different era, uh, I think 
when you compare obviously i think roman is better at this than he was but uh i'm yeah. specifically talking about hunter um but when you look at kind of the the era of triple h right where hunter had this three-year reign of terror now it wasn't he wasn't champ the entire three years. He lost the belt off and on, but he kept winning it back. And he had this three-year run where it's known as the Reign of Terror. That's not unlike what Roman's doing now. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that allowed WWE to really cycle through baby faces against Hunter. They cycled through him. It was Hunter at the top, but it was like, hey, here he is facing Booker T. Here he's facing Kevin Nash. Here he's facing Goldberg. Here he's facing Benoit. All of this cycled through those baby faces. And they did that for three years. And then... 2005 hit and it was like okay we're gonna now transition this to a babyface run and they gave us cena and cena then cycled through heels i feel like we're at a point right now where we've cycled through all the baby faces they've got and so that's what we've done with roman i think it's now time for a babyface to be allowed to cycle through some heels and allow other heels to have an opportunity at the top and if you don't take it now when yeah yeah I, I do agree that at this point, anybody that looks like a credible babyface threat to him, you've gotten through all of them. Cody's the last one. I do think that there are babyfaces that they didn't take the time to try to develop. They're just like sitting and doing nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know in what world do people buy into this whole, man, the babyface has to take this loss because... That's how you know that they're behind them. They're invested. No, just give wow. them a win. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just them. I don't know how people don't see that the most successful way to build a baby face is to have them kick ass and win. Yeah. That is what people love. And uh, they win with fireworks. That's People love that. People love that. Um, <laughs> I, I heard, and people will go, well, that's just more John Cena. People turned on him. John Cena didn't kick ass and win. John Cena got his ass kicked and won. Yeah. And that sucked, right? Like, you get beat up for the entire match and then five moves and win. Not that. Don't do that. I mean, have them be a kick-ass wrestler who wins. Yeah. That's a thing people get into. And uh, I think that works. And I've, we've seen that work. People, but people I, like winners, man. I don't know if this is like some novel concept, but right. people tend to like winners. They don't like perennial losers. Like, right. that's not, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, and Jake says, nah, Austin going to try to make Cena and his five moves of doom look good. Um, and Jake oh, also yeah. says, at this point, it's a bit for me, man. I love you, Phil. Of course. No, I know you're trolling. That's why I said that I hate the part that you played in bringing <laughs> this good <laughs> fucking concept into this conversation. It's your fault, Jake. Yeah. Chi-Town Spurs says, hearing Seth and Becky talk about Seth's position on the card, honestly, I can't disagree. Phil is right. He never got that rematch, and it bugs me. Listen, um, the other thing that I think is funny about this, and I said this to Reg in the car, is that um, part of the stuff that makes it funny that Seth was in that interview with um, my guy Nick Hausman, um, you don't really hate punk. In a different world, you are punk. In a different world, you are punk. You're indie darling that came there. You did everything. You developed. You got your moment when when you were hot. But there was always that guy next to you that they said is the guy. And because of that, 
you were always a bit lower than them. You even met your girl then and got married. Oh, you are a punk in a lot of ways, man. <laughs> you don't hate him. Just accept it. Um, so anyway, just continue with the WrestleMania card. We'll just speed through the rest. I think the match that's had the best women's build is the six-woman tag match, Trish, Lita, Becky versus Damage Control. To me, I think that's had the best promos. I think that's got the most investment from the fans. And uh, it's gotten the most time in terms of building a women's match at WrestleMania. Um, and it feels like the biggest women's match thus far. Like, if you have to main event with a women's match, that that's the one, mm-hmm. uh, to me anyway. I don't uh, think but... you main event with that match either. No. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think there is a women's match that has been built enough to get the main event. But I think if you had to pick one, like, none of the title matches feel like main event matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you're going to see tonight, Phil, uh, a fatal four way WrestleMania tag team showcase match Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. I think that match is going to be good. If it's anything like the SmackDown match where um, it actually was a lot more fun than I expected it to be, because there's no, there's no stakes and there's no real pressure here, um, I think that match can be really good. It's Who a showcase. Ricochet is going to do a really dope flip. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Who do you got to win? It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> this point, <sighs> it feels like they're building the street profits to to split, and so I feel like not only do I not think they'll win, I think they're going to take the L. I I have a feeling the Vikings are going to win. Um, no, sorry. What am I thinking? <laughs> it's going to be Braun and Ricochet. Oh, yeah, they, they want Braun to get this win on, on the WrestleMania stage. How many times have Braun stepped into the tag division and got a win at the expense of the rest of the division? With some it's random person. <laughs> we get. I think it's going to be a spectacle, but Ray versus Dominic, you'll get to see tonight. It's pretty odd. Um, I kind of feel like Dom should win. I think so, too. I feel like Dom could use the win more. I feel like Ray's career is set. I mean, he's all the favorite at this point. Um, I think that that win would give Dom character stuff to use for the rest of the year. Yeah, like I've oh, been I think saying, they need to I, just. Oh, go ahead. I would like I've been saying. I don't think Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is shoulders are being pinned to the mat. There's no way he's gonna beat his son i don't think he wants to i think he stayed this whole time to wrestle his son at wrestlemania and to put him over and to get out of here he's he's not trying to stick i'm sorry i could have sworn ray mysterio tweeted in 2012 that he can't wait to beat his kids (laughs) and this is the time for him to beat his kids so (laughs) it's been 11 years will too funny uh so no i do think he's gonna win here i even think there'll be a moment um where he uh actually sorry i had to pull up the the tweet but i think he's gonna i think he's gonna take his dad's mask off too oh yeah i finally got my copy of wwe 13 can't wait to play it tonight on the bus and can't wait to beat my kids as well Here we go. Full circle. Full circle. He's going to mm-hmm. beat his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't wait. Yep. Uh, so, no, I, I want to see it. And I I don't know. I think the crowd is going to pop for, like, there's so many things they can do with this. I want to see them go, like, all out silly. Somebody mm-hmm. said to me, uh, 
would you be against Ray spanking his son in the match? And I was like, oh, no, I think he should. If I were booking this, I would have him trip him up in 619 position. So he's like bent over the rope. And then as he looks like he's about to do it, he like just pulls off his belt. Nah. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Fuck you. That's the craziest shit I ever heard. Nah. No, that look, I want them to go all out. Like just give the fans stupid pops with this one. And let Dominic Mysterio get what's been coming to him. They just months. need to recreate uh, the dude with the mustache and Shane from WrestleMania 17. Have uh, Angie be wheeled out in a wheelchair. And they just <laughs> sit her in the corner and she stands up and she kicks Dominic in the balls at one point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got to talk about the mustache. We finally saw it. So the funny thing was. I remember when it came out, and I forgot about it till we finally saw the picture today, and it is on the cover image. But when it came out that Vince McMahon had a mustache, the story also said Vince McMahon had his hair dyed in very ridiculous fashion. And so this picture with Vince McMahon with this dark hair and this mustache on his face. Mm. What possessed the mustache? That's where... I can't help but wonder why Vince McMahon, after all these years, looked up and went, you know what I need? A stash. What do niggas do when the feds are after them? He's trying to repackage damage. I was saying. <laughs> you said, what do niggas do with the feds? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Change that look. That's not me, huh? That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, that's not my. No nah, man, that's, that's not my image. I'm not. I'm not the guy that paid off women. Nope. I'm now fun mustache guy. I'm yes. now Gomez. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gomez is a good. He looks he, just like Gomez. Honestly, he does. Yeah. yeah. No, Vince got the stash. We've seen it finally. Mm-hmm. Now he can go home. We've seen it. No, but yeah. the story, of course, is that Vince McMahon's actually, as reported yesterday, yes. uh, a uh, once again an employee of World Wrestling Entertainment. Once again, with question the quotation marks. <laughs> I mean, look, the, this this is how the the shakes. Um, they say he's still not involved a whole lot in creative. But uh, he is back in the fold, as as we know, and he does officially work for WWE. We about to see tonight how much creative input he has. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Nah, Muda Muda definitely walked in and was looking around, like doing the Hall of Fame stuff, and he just was like, "Vince McMahon still here," and somebody gave him the comic book man. Vince McMahon never left. <laughs> <laughs> yes. G bro says Waluigi versus YouTuber gonna hump. He's talking about the Seth. Logan. Yeah, Seth. Um, no, it's gonna be a good match though. Yeah. Um, Shot Kid says if I were Rollins and had to lay down for Logan this weekend, I'd probably be reevaluating where I stand in WWE going forward. Honestly, trust me. I talk about Logan not or his contract ending. If his contract is ending and they put him over Seth Rollins. We got to talk about this. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. This is why I've been saying all this stuff. I think he already has been reevaluating. I think mm. that's why he has been saying all these things publicly, because as I've been hint- hinting at, it don't seem like the guy's happy. <laughs> right. 
Trust the process, 34 says. Odds that Vince strolls out to the ring to open the show just to say, Welcome uh, to WrestleMania! And then that leaves. Would, that would be so bad. I, Look, I, I if that ever happens, I am keeping a screenshot tally of anybody I see doing this as Vince McMahon is on screen. Orion Ben six 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 says they survived Wale Mania only to break over Rollins. Can our heroes survive? Can they coexist? Tune in to more Grapsity and find out. LOL, great job, fam. Appreciate y'all. Really, I I just mentioned the Rollins stuff because I wanted to see what you guys' takes on it was because I wanted to see if you guys softened, but it's all right. I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't do it to get acknowledgement that I'm right. No, 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 because I already know that I'm right. I already have all the proof at this point. Once Rollins said all that stuff and people were retweeting it, I'm like, I know, guys, but, you know, at some hey, point, look, maybe people will listen to me. I don't know. I also look, thought it was I, funny I, that the Cody quote came out. And is it not what I also said for months? <laughs> is it not like verbatim what I said? Like I, I, I feel like this, this is why I, Rollins is – to me, he kind of falls in that Randy Orton category for me of um, I understand why he's liked. He's just not for me. You put That's him in the it. same category as Randy Orton. You wildin'. Hey, Randy Orton's exactly. considered That's by many to be looking like, what are you talking nah, about? <laughs> no, I mean, no, but Wallen. what I mean is, no, but Randy Orton by most is considered one of the greatest of all time. Randy Orton is considered one of the best to ever do it. And, but for you guys, he's not for you. And like, I under, but I understand why people like Orton. I understand what Orton brings to the table. And I understand why even people in the business believe in Orton. Um, I have, it's just a, Orton matches aren't for me. Right. And I've said that for a long time. Uh, And for me, it's the other way around with Seth. It's like, I can enjoy the hell out of a Seth match. Um, the character is just not for me. Uh, but i that's why I always see it, say not for me because I recognize why it's for you. I recognize why it's for Phil, and I will always give the props to the fact that he delivers what Phil Lindsay's looking for. He delivers what Seth Rollins' fans are looking for. When it's game time, he's, he's there. He's going to show up. He's going to be Seth Rollins, the MVP. He, and I recognize that there are wrestlers. He, he delivers I, what that company is looking for as well. <laughs> totally. I mean, let's 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 just state the facts of it. He does I, deliver what they want, but just not in the spot that Roman is in because they don't want to take Roman out of the spot. Putting Seth in the same category as Randy Orton is crazy. There's like a thousand Seth Rollins matches I want to run back. There's zero Randy Orton matches I want to. Maybe one, and that's I get I, Seth all, I'm com- <laughs> all I'm comparing it to is the idea of. Being, but no, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, that it's somebody that is for the audience that's not for me. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's all different taste and stuff. Like I said, there's wrestlers I like that I know people don't. And when I go to defend them, I recognize why people don't like them. Um, the, go ahead. By the way, this isn't necessarily a defense of him. It's just now that... His words align with mine. I just wanted to see where you go because this isn't even about your taste. This is just his standing in the company, and it's. Mm-hmm. Way, I feel like it's pretty clear at this point, and it's a. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if you can keep going. Oh well, he's just not for me. 
it's kind of something clear happening here. And you know, <laughs> I mean, the, it has nothing to do with his character. It's like pretty clear what this company is doing with him. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want the Seth conversation to go on any longer, but it's I can't let go of the fact that on no level, from a character standpoint, has Seth Rollins delivered what Roman Reigns does on zero levels. I don't think anybody's arguing that. But, but I'm saying that as far as if he, if the argument is being made that he is as deserving of the spot as Roman Reigns is, fully disagree. That's the company. Uh, this is where I agree with Phil. Like, if Seth was putting to that position, if Seth was in the exact position that Roman was, he could do that. But they don't give him the opportunity to do that. I think Seth is better than Roman at every single angle, but they just gave Roman the opportunity to do that. If they slotted these guys out, Seth could do that. All Everything that Roman does better I don't than think Roman. So. I don't think Seth has Roman's charisma. Like I, he doesn't. I don't think they give him the opportunity to have it. Is where it lands. Seth, you know? Seth, Seth at his peak at during Monday Night Rollins was way more interesting than Babyface Roman ever was. Right. I'm sure. thinking of like before but, but they started Arch- pushing Arch- Roman, Arch- he didn't have anything. Was a better made. heel. Yeah. <laughs> at points than Roman was. What are we talking about? Uh, wait, Architect Seth at no point was ever better than the Tribal Chief disagree at no point. i'm not saying i'm not saying better than tribal chief but i mean as a heel character nah, i don't know about that because i mean even right now the tribal chief character was was treading water until sammy Zayn came along sammy Zayn revitalized that act true he revitalized it was stale because they were kept running with the same thing over and over but that same thing was good it was just stale it was just we kept seeing it, but it was never bad. And that's I, I mean, think well, let's go back to your initial point though. You just said that he's nowhere near as charismatic as Roman. But again, he's gotten this thing so over that it's over outside of the company. I mean it does, it does I feel like we're talking about theme music versus charisma though, and that's Awesome. All right. Why are people uh, doing it though? They're not just singing the theme song because they like the theme song. I mean, I can't prove that. So that's <laughs> that that's here nor there. Like that's here, the- I'll 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 give another example and I'll I'll finish with the Seth thing. Okay. When Seth got attacked by that fan, right? And that clip that was going on along that whole night of him coming back out dancing and, and doing it back and forth. That ain't charisma? <laughs> what is that? Why were they showing that clip over and over again? Why do we see certain stuff like that over and over again? Because people are laughing at it. I don't know. Maybe because the character is funny and it's over. I don't know. Let's move forward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mrs. CJ Lilly says, Denise is on stand and deliver right now. This show will get overshadowed, but should be fire as they need a larger audience on TV going forward. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> and, <I'll> say, <laughs> and, and I say that from the fact that one USA Network doesn't pay very much money for that show, so they're clearly okay with what it brings for what they pay for it. And on top of that, when you're dealing with um, developmental people, uh, sometimes less eyes can be good um, in the sense that sometimes uh, them being kind of a, a niche act that 
uh, that developed in not in as in front of not as many eyes as say Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, then they kind of get the benefit of a bit of a freshness or reboot once they get to the main roster, and I think that NXT in a sense doesn't have to have all the eyes on it for that, right. And like I said, USA doesn't pay very much for it. So I think yeah. no matter what, they would probably be okay. They're doing fine. Uh, Glick Foley, it's a great name, uh, <laughs> says, what do you think Lashley's role will be this weekend? Uh, uh, I hope he has one. I hope that... He will. I, I hope that this is like leading to a match. I hope it's not one of those segments where... LA Knight comes out and jokes on somebody and then he just comes up and beats on him for a good five minutes and uh, yeah, I think he's gonna I, share I, a beer. I think he'll share a like beer. With going. I think he's just gonna share a beer with Austin and it'll be kind of a LA Knight takes a center kind yeah, of thing. Just and uh, won, successfully defended the WWE title at WrestleMania two years ago. Like crazy. what are we doing, man? I just <laughs> by the way, the uh the two matches we didn't talk about from WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley and the Usos versus uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, I think that tag match could probably end up stealing the show. We're talking about tag match is going to be an all timer. I think if they if they're going to be given time, they've been setting this up like this is going to be one of them ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's going to be possibly the best match of night one. I think it is the deserving main event. It's still the best storyline coming into WrestleMania. Uh, Bam says, I think WWE sees Rollins as a lifer, and by that, they see no reason to fear him leaving. They could plug him anywhere they want and not worry. Um, I think that's a mistake if that's how they view it, because you should not view anybody that way. Well, um, remember remember my punk analogy. I think it is very much what he explained after he's champion and how he said um, they kept saying, I owe you one. Well, take do this. Just put this guy over. I owe you one. And they keep going, all you want, all you want, but then they, they never actually pay off on it. It's just like, yeah, at some point, you know, you've been saying you owe me one for a year. And I think they've been doing that with him because they know he's not going anywhere. Uh, Jake Salazar says, to your point on organically over, look at how WWE is treated LA Knight because he got over organically and he wasn't somebody they chose to get over. Um, I think he's just not in the game plans right now, but I hear that. I mean, everybody said there's uh, there's been multiple reports that there's plans for L.A. Knight coming out of um, WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm just going to repeat this. Not not because Ken Shiro's point here is that Will is right. Phil is to Seth what C.J. Lilly guy is to Alexa. I am not in the Wow. I, I am not in the business on this podcast of making fun of one of our listeners for their fandom. And I'm not really in the business of making fun of people for their fandom in general. Straight like if, if if they're an Alexa fan, like like what you like, be who you are. Um and I'm not I, I, I love Mr. CJ Lilly, by the way. That's not yeah. a knock, yeah, that's I'm, just I'm, more I'm, of a, I'm not in the I say live the gimmick. Straight so up. I mean, if if you think that's a joke on me, I guess, but I mean I don't even think at this point this is me just being this 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 Seth stand. The whole point of me bringing it up is because well, because you're a punk stand. Well, not just no, 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 no. The whole point <laughs> of me bringing it up is because a I got tagged dozens of times last night over this clip, and because the clip seemed like it was a pretty valid thing to talk about because 
it was a thing that was talked about all night. And I just was curious where you guys were going to go and go with it. I didn't think this was going to turn into, well, Seth's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, I, I had conversations with people last night about it, and it was, uh, um, I don't know, not a whole lot of stuff I can get into right now, but it's interesting. Um, Orion Ben 666 says, uh, Ray needs to go full granddad Freeman tonight. <laughs> uh, Glick Foley says, read that Triple H has big plans for Dom. Uh, thoughts on LDF turning on Ray and Dom becomes LWO leader? Mm, I like it. Yeah, I mean, them doing the LWO stuff last night uh, could be interesting. I think today, especially, that could be a big merch seller, too. Huge. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Aaron says, so I uh, got to thinking, in light of recent events, Cody should lose tomorrow. I'd aim for a summer of Seth where you lean all into everything. SummerSlam, Seth and Roman settle it. Seth wins the title. Actually, uh, I don't think anybody actually acknowledges him as Iowa Seth. I think if you re- if you recognize it, where was his most prominent indie run? It's in Chicago. Uh, it was. <laughs> Trust the process. Thirty four says Nick Khan said there's going to be many surprises. Which are each of your predictions on some of the surprises we get? I think Stone Cold is there. Um, yeah, and that ain't a surprise though at this point. I mean, <laughs> it's like a guarantee. Yeah, I think we see Stone Cold, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I I tweeted, I texted you guys this, but. I think sometime this weekend, in the next three days, we do see Jay White. And I think that Reg's question basically answered the AEW side of that because there's some speculation. Is he going to AEW? Is he going to WWE? And Reg asked the question in the scrum yesterday. Um, for those who haven't seen uh, the Tony Khan post Ring of Honor media scrum, um, Reg asked the question about signing talent and you know does he feel that he needs to sign everybody that appears on shows and tony khan responded to that saying well i'm not in the business of trying to lure away talent from my business partners Mm -hmm. and he says because i believe that's not conducive to the relationship building and i thought about that and i thought you know the whole talk around jay white leaving new japan was that he'd be headed elsewhere which, to uh, Tony's point there, if he worked to lure Jay White away from New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. that would be a, a stain on their relationship. Correct. That's not something Tony says he's in the business of doing, which then tells me that Jay White was lured elsewhere. Mm. Uh, and the lure was WWE, and that's where he signed. Right. Um, I mean, I think there are people that don't want him to go there that are in denial. I yeah, mean, I think the guy, the guy yeah. sat on Renee's podcast and said the thing that got him into wrestling was going to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, think he's. Yeah, I mean, even more than that, I can't see this guy ending his New Japan run in such a dramatic way to go and wrestle with a company that's kind of adjacent to New Japan in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, partner with them, like. You got a lot of guys that have like made like a spiritual successor move to AEW. I don't think that he would leave there and go and do something similar. I think him leaving means he wants to do something drastically different. Agreed, and I think 
Because I've seen people speculating, like, oh, maybe he's headed to, to AEW. Yeah. I don't think so. I thought, I, 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 I was like, at best, um, I think if he was going to do anything with AEW, it would have been through the New Japan Partnership, like maybe a one-off match. Right. But I never thought he was signing. Um, and I still don't think he's signing. And I think he's headed to WWE. And I feel like Tony's point there should illustrate that maybe there will be guys as time goes on who ultimately leave New Japan and sign with AEW. But I don't think there's going to be many guys lured from New Japan to signing with AEW. Right. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because in the way that it was very clear that there were stories all along that, hey, Jay White um, is being enticed to leave. And I think Tony knows better now. He said he's not going to do that to his business partners. It's right. not a thing he's interested in doing. Yeah. And so... I don't I know. That and makes and that this isn't me saying like, man, I really want him to go there. I think he's going to kill it there. No. I'm kind of indifferent at this point. I think I'm at this point where I've just kind of accepted that that's probably where he's going. Yeah. And I think that's that's fair. Uh, trust the process. 34 said, oh, no, we just read that one. Oh, um, and, and Randy Orton, of course. Jake says, <laughs> you out of pocket for that Randy comparison. And that's coming from me. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, still can't log into Humper Chat, so here's more money because YouTube takes a bigger cut. Love you guys. As a Roman and General Bloodline fan, it will be promotional malpractice for any of them to retain this week. It's time for Roman to lose. Thanks, Drew. It is. Um, you have the chance to separate a challenger from the pack. If Cody loses, even if he wins it again later, even if he wins a rematch, you need the ability to separate Cody from Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. from Logan Paul, from John Cena, mm-hmm. from Brock Lesnar, from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if he has the L on his record, if you keep him with an L on his record, then he is somebody who can't beat Roman Reigns when it's yeah. all on the, when the stakes are the highest. And I think yeah. he's got to do it. Yeah, I, I think that there's something to uh, WrestleMania needing finality to. I don't yes. really like this idea of starting a story at, at 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 WrestleMania. These guys have not touched at all, and then you have the first match there, and Cody just loses, and it's like, all right, well, that'll get more people to watch. Like, no, I don't want to continue to watch to see him eventually win. Just give him the win on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only way, like something like that works is like, for example, like if Dom wins this match, and out of this. Um, you build to a hair versus mask match. That's actually an interesting way to keep that Oh my going. God, bald Dom would be hilarious. That's good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and Glick Foley here says, uh, if Roman loses and does take extended time off, do you think Heyman will still have an on-screen role? Um, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you still got the bloodline around, and that's kind of what... Uh, Heyman's kind of purpose has always been that's why they signed Heyman in the first place was to play as an on-screen surrogate for part-timers like it was all right we don't have Brock every week but you know who we do have 
is Paul Heyman, who can fill in this Brock role. So let's re-sign Heyman. And then with Roman, it's kind of the same deal. We don't have Roman every week, which I have to say, by the way, I slightly don't like when Paul Heyman shows up to TV with the belt. And, uh, and what I mean by that is, is the idea supposed to be that Roman doesn't keep the championships with him at all times? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Yes. Now, I, I yes. recognize from a from a technical perspective, I know how this works behind the scenes. Yeah. The belts are kept with production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, Roman like doesn't have those TV belts. They're taken from city to city, town to town. And so they're there with production. So literally, they just have to pull them out of a case, hand them to Paul Heyman. But from a story perspective, does Roman not take those home? No, because he told you in the promo with Cody, no, no, no. He still sees himself as a pro wrestler. I'm not like the rest of these guys. <laughs> I'm a real rap guy. I don't take those belts home. No, the, the wise man holds on to him. When I get here, he'll give them to me. Yep. But then, like, Roman showed up to Jimmy Fallon with the belts. Like, it's just inconsistent. Well, who handed them the belt thing. to Jimmy Fallon? Paul. Yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, words from Will says, my last one here for my last one for a while. Love you guys, but I have to agree with Phil. The machine has never been behind Seth. Um, we were talking about a man who was booked to cry in the corner of the ring. He hasn't been booked like Roman. Ever. Um, and Glick Foley says, how soon before you think some fans will turn on champ Cody? He's got to turn the corny levels down. All right, let's talk about corny because uh, California love hit. And uh, I will tell you that I went from like 99% wanting Cody to win to like 80 <laughs> when he opened the promo with the Tupac line uh, this week on SmackDown. Uh, mm, Cody, don't do that again. But I see, but I I also see people are loving it. I think it was like two steps too deep into corny for me. But yes, uh, like I think corny, corny, Cody knows. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think Cody knows that he's a very corny. Um, white bread, white guy. I I think he does. I think he knows that, and I think he knows that even the way he said it and recited the rap was very uncool. And I feel like... uh, Why would you do that? (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah. um, Nah. It it was... That wasn't it. And I saw some people that were like, yeah, nah, this is it. This is the thing that should get people off of, of, of liking Cody. This doesn't get me to not like Cody. I, yeah. I still think Cody is great. Um, but nah, this this, uh, this uh, unseasoned boiled chicken you served us last night, sir, I don't want that. Keep it. Keep that. Keep I saw that. a picture, literally somebody just, somebody posted a picture of just like unseasoned chicken breast and <laughs> they were like, no, seriously, because I had a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the night after seeing that video. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. 
the fuck is this shit, Cody? No, 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 no. I'm good. And he's done other things with black culture. Like I thought the make him say on thing was hilarious. But this yes. nah, no. This is no, not. No, no. <laughs> I even was one of those people that thought that shirt was unironically funny. By the way, I wonder how many people hated that shirt, liked what he did last night. Oh um, a lot, I'd say. He said Adam Bale, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. No. You know what it looked like? As soon as like? I it step on the like... scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming. No. It, it looked like uh it looked like when uh, certain politicians show up in certain parts of the state. That yes, is what that, that black vote. Exactly. Like. Oh my yes. God, Cody mm-hmm. felt like like you remember when he was talking a few years ago about wanting to run for senator. Yes. That felt like. No, this was definitely political, Cody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That was. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm, still do want the win. I still want Cody to win. I went to a WWE house show last Sunday. Cody was. Without question, the most over guy there. Um, after the show was over, I swear to you, his song played through like five times. It looped <laughs> five times because that man, and I say that because he stayed and yeah. took every selfie with every single person that he could. And he's holding the phone himself. He's like, give me the phone. I'll take it. He signed every single thing with different signatures, by the way, because my son brought four belts with him because it's my son, um, <laughs> and he got all of them signed by Cody. Not Billy at the airport. <laughs> and Billy, when Billy got home, he's like, "Why is Cody's signature different on this one than it is on this one? Than it is on this one? Than it is on this one?" I think I'm like, "Look, that man just wrestled a match. I think he was just like, eh, let's just throw some, uh, some I, see I'm and some scribbles." Cr. This might <laughs> this might be a take that I know some people aren't gonna like. But I think a part of the thing that separates Seth from some of the other people there that are used to being in a big company and used to being like in the machine is that Cody, in those years where he was away, he had to be a man of the people. He had to be on the ground with Thor. He had to make relationships with people. He had to do the kissing babies thing and he had to interact with the fans more. And because of that, I think that's why. WWE fans see it as so special because he makes them feel special. He goes out of his way to interact with them and make their experience unique. Now, uh, now don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, are you saying AEW gives fans a different experience? No, no, I'm saying that Cody learned something in those six years. Oh. Some unplugged, Phil. Some unplugged. Yeah, we lost your audio, Phil. No, yeah, I was just saying that Cody learned in those six years to how to in in engage with the audience in a different way. Yeah. So, um, I, I the thing I took away at the end of that house show, though, because Cody did all of that, is that WWE, I believe, would be flushing money down the toilet if they don't see. And they have to see it. I, I don't believe Hunter is blind to this. I don't believe right. anybody could possibly be blind to the fact that how much more valuable is all of that stuff Cody was just doing if he has a belt around his shoulder while he's mm-hmm. doing it. Yep. Yeah. Much more. I feel like, damn, now Cody is a man of the people and the champion. Like, the people are going to want to take... You think people wanted to take pictures with him now to take pictures with the champ? Yeah. That's the one. Yep. Um, and yeah, I I think I think Cody's the guy. 
Uh, Jennifer says, sending good thoughts to Dante Martin. Hope he heals up well. Feel horrible about Top Flight's bad luck with injury. Hope Darius gets a good solo run. Tony kind of implied last night, kind of the same, because I had that thought. The moment that Dante got hurt, I thought, damn it. Silver lining was that Dante, when Darius got hurt the first time, that really sucked. Nobody wanted to see Darius get hurt, and I never want to see anybody get hurt. The silver lining there was that that put Dante on the map. Dante got to go out there and perform with a lot of guys that he probably would have never had matches with um, and really get to get his wheels going beneath him and become more of the Dante Martin that we now know and love. And I feel like in that same vein, is Darius Martin somebody that we can start to get a better look at, can start to see some better one-on-one matches? Um, Darius once told me that he is you know, one of his dream matches is Swerve Strickland. Um, that that's the person he, uh, that, you know, he watched growing up. I mean, those guys were indie fans growing yeah. up. And so, uh, it probably makes Swerve feel old as hell to think that there's somebody on the roster who could say, I grew up watching you on the indies. Crazy. <laughs> but, but Darius did tell me once that that's one of his dream matches. And I think that, hey, you know, I think that that's a guy you can put him in there with and really help get Darius more seasoned on TV as a TV performer. And all of a sudden now, you've got Darius and Dante at that level when Dante's yeah. ready to return. Yeah. Because Dante yeah. did all that. I feel bad for Top Flight, man. It was good to uh, at least see them last night, um, mm-hmm. at, at least in the, the selfie they took and put out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just watching that ladder match, I thought at several parts they were the hottest thing in that match, other than Lucha Bros, of course. Um, yeah. They got the loudest reaction in the building. But I think, like, in terms of, like, how the match was set up, it was clearly set up in a way to highlight those two guys. And a lot of those spots, it was working. Um I won't get into, because I see a lot of people that do the, oh, why they even try that spot? Oh, it's a botch. It's like, these things happen. It could have ended up being just like some run-of-the-mill thing, and he still could have gotten injured. It just, yeah. these things happen. It's Especially when you consider the side of it that he got injured on. That this was a um, a destroyer, which is, a, in a sense, a pile driver. And that's the part people think is the most dangerous about that stuff like that. And, nah, head and neck were fine. It yep. was that the feet nice. landing afterwards is, was what he hurt. And I think that it that's always interesting to me about when people talk about certain spots being um, risking injury. But the most injuries we see in professional wrestling are where you least think they're happening. Where, you know, you think about Hunter tearing both quad or tearing a quad going for a kind of a routine club from behind. Right. And, uh, or that, you know, we talk about Randy Orton, who was considered to be one of the more safe wrestlers in the business. And then it turns out that his finisher that he's been doing all mm-hmm. these years was what was hurting his back and creating yeah. issues. So um, the injuries never come from where you think they're going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oddly enough, I think everything about that spot was done right, except for he, the way he landed on his feet afterward. Man, sending love out to Dante. I was mm-hmm. torn up. I'm still torn up about it. That's like just an yeah, awful thing to experience see. off of coming off such a great match. The match was phenomenal. We were going nuts. And Top Flight was just getting back in. They just beat the Young Bucks. 
They just have been having phenomenal matches and things on Ring of Honor. So, damn, man, I just hope it's a, a speedy recovery. He sounds like he's in good spirits at, at minimum. That's the best part about this. So, love out to Dante. Yeah. So, yeah. I will. Um, I, I have to say, I have a question for you guys. I can't believe I, I'm saying these words out loud. But in the process of everything that went down with me with Spirit Airlines, the part of that story I didn't finish was that when I was stuck there, I thought, well, I don't have shit else to do with my Friday night. And uh, I called a friend at AEW and I was like, hey, are you working Ring of Honor tonight? Yes. Oh, uh, can I get in? Because I'm having a really shitty evening right now. And they were like, yeah, come on down. Um, and so I got to Ring of Honor, but I got there about an hour late. I have not seen uh, Commander versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. Jesus, help him, please. Will Washington. I they, We could have had that one match, and I would be satisfied. They could have been like, all right, that's it. That one match, you guys are good. Satisfied. Craziest shit. These spots were insane. They did things. It was a video game match. This is, this is a video game. Two video game wrestlers are doing video game spots. Insane. I loved it. Amazing. Yeah, no. It was uh, it, it was a real good night of wrestling. I think um like not just from the, the spot heavy stuff, but just like the emotional notes with Mark. Um Ooh. yeah, the, the emotional notes. A lot notes of emotional with, stuff, yeah. Yeah. With Shibata being back and winning his first title since he's been back um wrestling. Um just a lot of stuff. I mean, just the emotion and disappointment, and you could just see the desperation in Eddie Kingston feeling like he needed that win. And Claudio looking like this just unbeatable obstacle for him. Um, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was a great show from uh, start to finish. I thought uh, Athena continues to be a great champion. Um, That's when I got in was Athena versus uh, Yuga Sakazaki. Yeah. Uh, and I think they handled the tag tag stuff very well, despite, you know, the injury being the big talking point coming out of the ladder match. I think they made the right choice with, you know, switching over the belts and then, having Mark come back out and because, you know, the Briscoes are synonymous with tag team wrestling and ROH and him being the one to pass the torch to the new era of tag team wrestlers um, to take on that title. I thought that was great. And then getting the FTR surprise as well. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a great show. Um, as somebody that is huge new Japan fan, um, just getting to see not just uh, Tanahashi and Shibata on the same car, but getting all of these, Notes the other things like the Shinsuke stuff and you know acknowledging their feud. It was great. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a great night. So like I said, I got in during Athena versus Yuka, but um, I I was there for Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe. I will say that the the seat that I was given was a, an on camera seat. Mm. There's nothing worse than that because uh, every time I look at my phone. Uh, there's a new notification about my facial expression about something else I did, and I'm like, watch the match, people. Watch Stop it. watching me. Watch um, TV. Don't watch me. Uh, but and then everybody else is tweeting me. They're like, Will, stop looking at your phone. Look at the match. And I'm like, y'all keep messaging me <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> and then I look at my phone, and then they're like, Get off uh, with it. Yeah, that's the answer to this. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, and so I texted Hannah and I was like, hey, come sit next to me so that way people stop just like analyzing me and I have somebody sitting next to me. So then you people saw Hannah join me like halfway through the show. Um, or yeah. So then uh, after, after that, yeah, we saw um, uh, Samoa Joe, Mark Briscoe. Yeah, we talked about that. Very good, very emotional match. And I think the sense of deflation when there was like, I won't even call it deflation. It was this, oh, mm-hmm. when Samoa Joe won that match. And Mark Briscoe in the scrum yesterday was so good. He was great. Yeah. That that, I, uh, that line he gave of um, love, love is the trump card in life. Like, mm-hmm. He was so good the bar. in there. Yeah, I started to tear up as he was talking. If you haven't seen Mark Briscoe at the media scrum, please, um, yeah, watch that. Cause and also, not for nothing, on the uh, a different level, Athena was amazing in there. Like, all of her answers, the way she composed yeah. herself, the way she talked about her reign, I was like, yo, she's cooking up here. Yeah, right. I, I honestly couldn't think of anything for her because I'm like, she's saying everything I want to hear. Right. Only thing that was really bugging me, Tony Khan, Yamashita. But the fact that he kept saying Yamashita, and I'm like, <laughs> you said it like 20 times, Tony. Um, Miu Yamashita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, and, and I, even I, he said it next to Athena, by the way. And Athena goes, yeah, I can't wait to face Miu Yamashita. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to give you a match with Miu Yamashita. <laughs> Tone. Yeah, I, I think... I think it's great to see just where Joshi Wrestling is right now. I think Joshi Wrestling is in a really great place. Like having a, a Tokyo Joshi show during WrestleMania weekend yeah. is just a sign of where the times are. I mean, one of the hottest free agents, if not the hottest free agent in the world, is the champion for a Joshi promotion. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, I was thinking that in a scrum um, when uh, Athena was talking about how much she wants to wrestle in Japan and how they're the legacy of black women that have gone to Japan and made their mark. I mean, the first ever black women woman to win a world champion did that in Japan. Right. Um, and so I think like seeing her so excited about wrestling Joshi wrestlers. And I mean, she's had a history of doing it. This isn't new, but you know, just seeing her go somewhere else and continue that she's got to wrestle in Japan. I think at some point this year, I feel like she's got to do it to tour Japan just, just to, just to make that the move, man. Just to get it yeah. out of her system. Because, I mean, we see what Mercedes is doing, man. So, I think Athena needs that same chance. It seemed like she might have been trying to set it up last night in that presser, too. She's like, I really want to go to Japan, Tony Khan. Send you, send me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they sent uh, they sent Thunder Rosa over. So, I see no right. reason why they can't send her over for, like, a Tokyo Joshi show or, like, a stardom show, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we talked about the ladder match. That was very good. Um, yeah, seeing, I thought Tanahashi and Garcia was also fun, uh, but Shibata, I think, had kind of the moment of the show. He did. Uh, but I think the most crowd investment was Claudio and Eddie, and they wanted it so bad. They're so bad they wanted Eddie to win, and Phil was right. Phil said Claudio was winning. Yeah, I don't um, really understand because the argument they're making this argument about Cody and how they should lose, but then Eddie loses, and now it's some crazy thing. Faces well, gotta get in line. All right, what do you guys want? I mean, well, I mean, WrestleMania is kind of a different beast than you know, giving some somebody the win or not giving them the win at Supercard of Honor. 
Um, the difference here with um, Roman is I feel like you've you've exhausted the Roman storyline. Totally. You haven't point. exhausted the, the Claudio you, you, You've just started with Claudio. He just started as a heel champion. And it's too right. soon to take the belt off of him. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think he's still got stuff to do as champion. There's still stories to tell with him as champion. And I've, I gauged it because I saw somebody go, well, what did you take away of this show? You didn't give anybody feel-good moments. No, 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 no. Shibata winning is a feel-good moment. Um, moment. In that crowd, Lucha, Lucha Bros, Bros winning in L.A. is yep. a feel-good moment. Yep. Um, but but I, thought, I thought about the validity of my question, by the way. In the, so, for again, I asked the question in the scrum about Shibata and the fact that I asked if he has any sort of long-term deal with Tony. Reason I asked that is because, correct me if I'm wrong, both of you, but uh, he New Japan's not going to clear him to wrestle in Japan, correct? Mm-hmm. So then at this point, and Tony is going to give him the ability to wrestle, does it make sense for him to just kind of full-time yeah, ahead? He just did that exhibition, the, those exhibition matches. In yeah, Japan. He, he he's clear to more. wrestle in, in Japan with like stipulations on it. Right. Because that was the match at Wrestle Kingdom. He, mm-hmm. he wrestled the... Right. <laughs> he he wrestled the match with uh Zack Saber Jr. and then he wrestled uh Ren Wrestle Kingdom after that. Ren and Ren. he's trying to have a match with Brian Danielson. That ain't gonna you know what them do. Right. And so that's <laughs> yeah, and so that's where I'm like, you know, for the matches he clearly still wants to do, um is it better served under Tony? Mm-hmm. But uh that that was kind of what I was getting at with that question right. of what he's able to do right now and if he's not going to get yeah. cleared in Japan, but he is cleared to wrestle in America, Maybe. and Tony has you know, I, given him, you gave him Orange Cassidy, gave him uh, Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also, and I've said this many times on this podcast, I very much disagree with the idea that you're supposed to always get happy endings you're always supposed to come away from something feeling good Mm -hmm. that just isn't how storytelling works sometimes you're supposed to come away disappointed sometimes you're supposed to be upset by the finish of something um and i think sometimes people have gotten used to as wrestling fans being upset at the booking of something but no i think if the intention of the story is to leave you disappointing and wanting and wanting more there's nothing wrong with that um i think there's nothing wrong with what they did with Mark Briscoe because Mark is going to be back. They're not done with Mark. Just yep. like they're not done with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yep. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, because I think it was my favorite thing we saw this week, uh, is I think the story I'm most into right now, and I couldn't stop talking about it all week, but BCC versus the Elite is mm. a thing I am very, very into right now. Um I couldn't quite put my finger on why. And then while we were walking, the three of us in L.A., it just kind of hit me. And I thought it's because of the fact that it's all stars. Um, And everybody's kind of treated at the same level. We've seen faction warfare before in AEW. We've seen it a lot in AEW. It's actually kind of one of the things AEW has done since day one. But every faction warfare storyline they've done, especially going into Double or Nothing, has been... Jericho, it's been the the Jericho faction versus the other faction. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock against Jericho, but Jericho factions are all comprised of Jericho and his flunkies. It's always, it's that none of Jericho's factions have ever had guys seen at Jericho's level. It's always Jericho and the guys behind him. Right. And 
that's not the Blackpool Combat Club. The Blackpool Combat Club is like maybe you can see you uh, Yuta as being a protege to these guys, but then you have Danielson who just mm-hmm. turned heel here. You have Moxley, the ace of AEW, and yep. you have Claudio, the Ring of Honor World Champion. All of those guys are seen as top level guys in AEW going up against the elite, which is comprised of the young bucks. Yeah, they're the elite. They're literally who the company is named after. You have Kenny Omega there. You have uh, the young bucks. You have uh, Hangman Adam Page, like all world championship level competitors. And so for the first time, it's feeling like a faction warfare feud is being waged between all top level guys in the company. There is no like... Uh, throw away people here. There's nobody who's there to take the fall. All of these guys are top-level guys. And I think it's made for, to me, the most intriguing and engaging storyline AEW has had in a very, very long time. Pretty much since Punk's been around, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think BCC is easily their most interesting heel stable at the moment. Yeah. And I don't think it's just because, like, Mox is doing great stuff. I just think that um claudio's really tapped into something this is the most i've been interested in claudio as a wrestler in a long time um maybe since the bar stuff like i thought the bar was a tremendous tag team i Mm -hmm. I enjoyed him and sheamus together this is the most i've been really into claudio i think his entrance last night was epic i love the new theme i like i love how he is pretty much just very much matter of factly like no i'm just better than you Mm -hmm. and i can beat you and i know that i can I, and that's basically it. He's not. He doesn't have to do anything else. He just matter of factly just tells you, like, no, I'm better than you, and that's it. Yeah. And then proves. I like it. how he knew the exact timing. By the way, he said my entrance minute fifteen. I know exactly <laughs> where the uh, music hits, and because I love how he poses with the belt right as it ends. It's a very perfect entrance. That's a Will Washington ass stat too. I knew you would like that. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of that. <laughs> Yeah, there's something so calculating about him and so very much like it. I could see why some people would see it as dry, but I think that he's flipping the thing that people have criticized him about for the longest time yes. and doing it in an interesting way. And I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy what they've done with Yuta as like this upstart that got too much dip on the chip last night and mm-hmm. fucked around and found out. He <laughs> called, yeah, he called out Shibata, right? And like he got what he asked for. Most definitely fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like everything they're doing with the stable, man. Um and, and and I Oh, go ahead. I was just I I think that the way that they've been building up this reunion with Hangman and, and keeping the storyline from Hangman and Kenny and doing all the lore with the elite has been great too. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great stuff. Um I even liked, you know, uh shout out Sae Niangi who called it the moment Brian cut that promo about I need to go home and he said I don't think he's talking about going home to Bree I think he meant going home to the BCC yes <laughs> and, uh and sure enough it's time to go home meant I'm back. going back to my boys I'm going back because, like, he talked yeah. about his kids, yes. But the last thing he said there was, I, I think I need to be with my family. It's time to go home. And I think yeah. that line he's going to express in the promo this week when he explains everything, he's going to say, I came home to my family. 
the yeah. PCC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, I've been, this, but this is part of why I knew it wasn't Eddie's time to win because there's stuff that they're doing with them story wise. Like, I still think the story with Eddie is that he needs to overcome always falling back on his anger to try and win and, and figure out a situation. He's got to, he's got to stop doing it because it's been his Achilles heel his entire time with AEW. His, his anger always gets the best of him. And so I think that's the story with him. But I think the Brian stuff is he's going back there, but he doesn't realize his family has moved on. They're going to kick him out. It's only a matter of time. At some point, but I think right now, the way he was, like, I got so excited. The way he was stomping Kenny's head and the way that um, he locked him in the LaBelle lock and started shouting at him, you're everything wrong with wrestling, and, <laughs> and started flexing. And I thought, we're here. Yep. No, we're, and it's great. And we're, I was like, we're weeks away. At some point, they got to announce Brian versus Kenny too. I kind of want to be wherever that match takes place because I had a ticket to the first Grand Slam, but I was considering selling that ticket because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to travel to New York, like do all of that. And then when I started to get kind of an inkling that they're doing Brian versus Kenny here, I was like, nope, I got to go. I have to do this. I'm going to New York to see Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. And it was a draw. And it's one of my favorite draws ever. I am ready for two. And I just wanted to, I wanted to get a little discussion about that in here. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think um, with Brian, the story with him going back is that he's trying to go back to something that's comfortable, but he doesn't realize that what made him comfortable there is gone. Regal's gone. And the thing that kind of made this divide between them, this unspoken divide with them, is regal and that's going to be still there john moxley has not been the same since regal betrayed him that's true i mean that that <laughs> changed a lot you know and the other funny thing too the last thing on this is the image of the four of them standing together felt a little surreal because of the fact that we never really saw that right you know claudio yeah. came in as a replacement for brian when brian got hurt and when brian came back he was kind of distanced from them still a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we would see Brian occasionally tag with Mox, or we'd see Mox tag with Claudio, or we'd see Claudio and Yuta tag. But this felt like the true first time that the four of them came together as a faction. And I thought, I'm really excited about this. And also, okay. I see what Phil's laying out now when you say that out loud. I see what Phil's saying. Hmm. He hasn't and really. He's not really a part of it. He hasn't really been a part of this gang for a not, minute. Not, not since That's Claudio came in. They've yeah. moved. They've moved <laughs> on without right, him. They've right. moved on from Regal. He hasn't. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. And I think you're going to get about a few months of storytelling with this because you got to finish up the elite stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it's only a matter of time before right. he gets kicked out. Mox didn't forget. Mox didn't forget that you sided with the guy that cost him the title. You can't be mad that that guy beat you for the title at Revolution. It's your fault that he's champion. <laughs> right. And, and, and the other piece that I'm feeling from all of this, I tweeted this yesterday, but I said that this is the first time in Kenny's entire run with AEW that he's been positioned as the top babyface. Mm-hmm. I know that um, I had some people in the comments go, well, what about Adam Cole? I'm like, Adam Cole had the main event. But Kenny had four segments on this show. Mm-hmm. Kenny is the top babyface in the AEW right now. Uh, and there Should was, be. yeah, 
But like, and they're like, well, what about like Jungle Boy, Darby Allen? I'm like, they've got the title shot, but the show right now feels centered around Kenny. And this is the first time since AEW started that it felt like he is the top babyface in the company, and it's yeah. working. Right. I feel like, it, I feel like it, he is delivering in being a compelling face that people get behind. I thought his match with Jeff Cobb was one that uh, felt felt like the type of match. It felt very Bret Hart. It felt like the type of match you could kind of sink your teeth into and get into the psychology of somebody being worked over. Dax is going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I I will say, though, I thought Jungle Boy was great in the segment with Max. Yes. This week. I thought he yeah. was tremendous. Um, I, I think if anybody still thinks that this guy's um, weakness is that he can't cut promos, you're wrong. I mean, he grew into it. And yeah. I he, think he, you could tell Christian – and you know being extra christian helped him a lot man yeah yeah all right we're gonna wrap up here i want to read the remainder of the super chats and then phil's gotta go um so let's uh let's read the remainder of these tony p says uh first love for shaw no one deserves that i fully agree um oh yeah 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 um, um, and I so, think she was very brave. I know people are going to put that out like, oh, it was sympathy to put that out. But I think it was very brave for her to say that because I think you're going to take on hate from even more people that agree mm-hmm. with what uh, Rick said. Yep. And so I think it was brave of her to, you know, put that target on her back and stand up and say, I'm not going to be bullied. Especially um, that with somebody that people consider legends and you know yeah. that, you know how they feel. Yeah, super brave of Giselle. Sorry, talk about shit to go to that bullshit, man. Talk about, about things that um, I started this podcast and said I was right about. Can we now admit that we might have been wrong? Yeah, yeah. Stay Braun Breaker. Don't change your name, Steiner. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm like, uh, all right, you're Braun Breaker now. Yeah, you're uh, Braun. Yeah, Braun Breaker. No Steiner. That's it. Nope, Braun Breaker. We love it. Great name. I mean, the thing is, we knew this about the Steiners, both Scott and. Uh, yeah. Um, and Rick Steiner and, but it's, it's like, as long as they shut the fuck up, it's like, I can at least tolerate them as performers. But the moment that this stuff starts to come out, it's like, could have been avoided if he would have just shut the fuck up. Easy. That's, I mean, that's 90% yeah. of things. Um, yeah. The, the thing that, that is alarming about this story though, is that. The way she tells it, she came in the first time and he was yelling that stuff at her. And then when she came back, he started doing it again. It's like, you were like really trying to harass her. Like, yeah, really? right. Yeah, because yeah, there's this attitude right now um, that they are the enemy and therefore we've got to treat them like the enemy. That's like public enemy yeah. number one with, uh, with a lot of. Those people losers. on that side is like we've decided to wage war on trans people for whatever reason, and it's like man, well, just... on trans visibility day too. That was that, that is was crazy, man. Jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah. So big shout outs to her. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. big shout outs to her support system and reverse um, shout outs to Rick well. Steiner. You suck. Also, not to sound negative. <laughs> <laughs> hope, hope she's doing well, man. I, I will say another thing that I've I've learned out of this weekend. And I learned this last last year is that, you know, going and seeing wrestling is fun and all that stuff. But the, the best thing about WrestleMania weekend is getting to see people you don't get to see all the time, mm-hmm. uh, getting to see friends you don't get to see. Um, I know people 
think there was a thing, but that when I tell you that is a minute thing and getting to see so many people that show so much love, man, what we yeah. do, not, not even just friends, just people that show up to that I respect that I like what they do. And they're like, I love what you do. Yeah, no, we had a couple of good, couple man. of ones where they gave it up to us, and Phil and I were like, "What? What?" It makes you feel good to be a part of something like yeah. Wale Mania, and you know, knowing how much work Emilio and Cass put into that, and you know, yeah, just I've been meaning to text Emilio by the way, just to just props tremendous to thanks. everything yeah. all yeah. around. Yeah. Shout out Emilio though, I need yeah. to text him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the moments they got out of that, you know, getting Hit Row on stage together, getting mm. Jade and Trinity on stage together. Although they messed up the music with Hit Row, that yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah. my minutiation, but I, I well, just because they you know, they had a plan, they were gonna do the whole song, the original version of the Hit Row song that had Swerve's verse on it, and, and they, they ended up the they, they pulled now. they pulled the current track that doesn't have Swerve's verse on it. And because uh, there ain't no rehearsal, there's a bunch of rappers and wrestlers, <laughs> they can't rehearse and be on time for things. I, well, the problem is, I think WWE pulled the original track from uh, streaming services and stuff, yeah. so like that makes you, sense. yeah, you literally right. have to go get that elsewhere, right? Yeah, man, getting to see Biggie get his flowers too, just Biggie. so many great things, man. Just, I mean, not just from that, just when I got here and just hanging with Cam and getting to do stuff with him that 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 night, and um. Andreas putting together the mixer and getting to actually be in the room with like so many great creators. Um, it's dope, man. Um, the women on that paddle, shout out to them as well. Shout out to Big Swole. Shout out to Mimi. Shout out to uh, uh, Faye. Uh, I don't remember everybody who was on the panel. Candice, Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Um, just great. It was just it was just great to see us out thriving during yes. WrestleMania weekend. Yes. Shout out everybody. Yeah, was there, and it was a good time. Um, Such a good time. Uh, Tony followed up with, also not to sound negative, but y'all think the sad tradition of Postmania releases um, is going to happen soon? I really hope not. I mean, I know that they're supposed to be trimming to make the company more attractive for the sale in April, and it's April 1st, so entirely possible. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I let let's stay in this good moment, man. Let's let's yeah, enjoy WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Yeah, we'll, that's I'm it. Sure we'll get into I don't that know stuff if when we get there. And maybe they don't cut any talent, but and kind of keep it behind the scenes. That was the word before was that they were gonna cut off screen people, which also sucks. I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs. Uh, yeah. Tony P also says, "Oh, and do you think it got AEW a lot of brownie points with Bushi wrote for letting them have Monet first? That is, if she works with AEW. Will, can you give any clarity about the?" Uh, rumor that New Japan Strong ending and New Japan Pro Wrestling may uh, about to be doing things with Honor Club. Um, I I don't know. I mean, Tony said yesterday that he believes that Honor Club's content um, going forward, he wants to build Ring of Honor content. And so I think that may be a statement that you should definitely take at its face value. I know Tony's been hyping up his big surprise this week. I'm pretty sure it's the Saturday show. Um, which and New, New Japan has their own platform, they don't need uh, yeah. Club. I mean, is New Japan World isn't is it strong coming back? Didn't they didn't they clarify that? Yeah, mm-hmm. they just changed the format of it, it's still, yeah, happening. it's just a different format. Uh, let's see, Jennifer says, Much love, hope everyone had an amazing time. Sorry for the travel woes, Will. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. I, I will say this though, 
and this is a, I, I'm saying it specifically that way because that's how my man would say it. Um, <laughs> thank um, you. The the best thing about this, I know that Will was upset, but I don't know if that mixer would have felt the same if it was just me and Red. Oh I yeah, no, like, it had like to be all three of, three, of three of us, and that's yeah. why I tweeted that thing. Like, yo, can't keep these guys apart. I guess, man. <laughs> I same way in Ring of Honor. Like, like can't keep these guys apart, man. Even in the scrum, like can't. Yeah. I know Keep three of us sat together. Part, yeah, I know. I said goodbye to you guys like four times, and then it was like, oh, really I'm still here. They did. They I, did give us the uh, Grap City playoff music at the uh, scrum. Like, all right, you guys, we get it. All three of us are in the back. Like us, us, us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no. So the fun thing was, uh, Mandy, when she's handing off the mic, she's like, "Okay, uh, let's just go down the line." She's like, <laughs> <laughs> "She goes, Reg, Phil, Will, you guys just ask your questions back to back to back." <laughs> I think she was worried at one point that one of us was going to keep it and then just like try and hand it back and forth, and that's why I kept giving her the mic back because I'm like, I'm not trying to not follow the rules. Right, uh-huh. right, right. Now she looked at me. She's like, "You take it next." And uh, I'm like, okay, I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandy, John, like, the, yeah, the, honestly, the, that whole crew is, is very good. Um, WWE's PR people are great too. I honestly, I have no problems with yeah. uh, any media uh, relations people at all. And those think, WWE PR people, great, great people. What you laughing at, Phil? <laughs> Listen, I I spent I spent uh, uh, close to twenty twenty four hours with Reg across the last two days. This guy, Reg, when I tell you, one of a kind guy, man. Um, and I say all the time, I, I that that this guy brings out the absolute worst in me. He does. <laughs> he does <laughs> every chance he gets. My final words be when we left Wally Mania when Will was getting uh, Phil was getting out the car. Good shit. <laughs> Like the absolute worst inf- worst influence on me there is. I love it. It's so good, man. The, and speaking of which, though, because like at the mixer, I thought um, you know just everybody getting to talk to. I got to have just really great conversation with uh, with Big Swole, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a really really great conversation that I felt like I needed to have with her for a long time. Um, I really like Swole. I don't know if yeah. I've made that clear on this podcast and else- elsewhere. Swole is. Spoil is the realest. I don't care what anybody thinks so of her. Real. I think she's great. So I, I love this wall. And then everybody was giving me shit because I commandeered Faye Jackson for like 45 minutes. And that was... Yeah, you have to share, Will. You can't just be <laughs> having all face time. We want some Faye time, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I... I will say the thing that I like the most about seeing Swole out and about, both at Wale Mania and at the Mixers, is I don't get the feeling that she's sitting somewhere bitter. I think that she's taking the time to move on from the situation and get what she needed from it. And not kind of at uh, peace. Yeah, not just like linger on it. And I, I think that that's the best route to go with this. And not, again, I was disappointed with how it went, but I don't think it's a good idea to, you know, also like sit and languish in it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, that's her right to do that if she wants to do that yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, I handle it any way you want. Um, let's see. D says for Grapsity was in the building for Supercard of Honor. That show was amazing. Hated. I missed you guys there. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I hated that I didn't get to see a lot of people because there were people that wanted to see me, and I told them I wouldn't be there. And then, literally, I left the airport to go back uh, to go to the arena, and I missed the first hour, but. Uh, I, w- I had no intention of being there, but I'm glad I was. I got to see Ooh. some great stuff. 
and got to see some great people. So um, let's see. We got one that says, don't read. Easy enough. Uh, and, uh, but thank you for the <laughs> kind words. Uh, it was just one of those, like, sent us a private message, but wanted to oh. make sure we got it. Cool. Um, and I always appreciate stuff like that. So thank you so much um, for the kind words. And let's see. This one is from D'Lo. Always love D'Lo. It says, uh, peace and love. Thoughts on these surprise appearances Nick Khan mentioned in the, uh, on The Herd. Personally, I think he's mentioning Legends, not surprise debuts. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're... Either. Yeah, I, I think like it's going to be Stone Cold. Yeah, um, we see Stone Cold. I bet we maybe even get Taker. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's here. He got that show going on. He had the show last night. Yeah. So, so I think yeah, they'll, they'll go maybe for the Maybe somebody from NXT, possibly. Uh, let's see. And then we got Feeling Dreepy says... Fake you and Tyler Bate versus Gacy and Pals was a fine match, except the finish of Duke pretending to turn on Fake you to join I the Wacky Cult. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> only then to immediately attack them uh, from behind and win, which makes me uh, which makes me to say, what was the fucking point of this feud? Oh, because the uh, NXT show is happening right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why I was like, "What? What is this gibberish?" <laughs> what are these it, words? <laughs> it, it, it felt like what I I talk about to non wrestling fans, and they were yes. like, "What are you talking about? What is this storyline you're talking?" About? Yeah. I had no idea what that was. <laughs> Bored dude oh. says, uh, "Cody out here making wrestling great again, solving racism." Oh. Ha! Uh, on the real, ROH slapped in NXT B hump and stay easy, my guy. Spark one for Mania weekend. I mean, Reg has sparked like ten. I sparked. Uh, at minimum 15. <laughs> so. my, my my favorite thing um, for the last two days is basically anybody in earshot of me and Reg going, y'all drinking? And we don't even hesitate. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, send it. Bring it over. Which, speaking of, I don't care how many times I see this brother. Every time I see him, I'm just so excited to see him. He just has the best energy ever. The only Nigeria big gold belt, man. Shout out oh, to Oh, yeah. yeah. Nigeria, I'm always, yeah. Love Nigeria. We got to have him on. Um, For yes. sure. I told him yes. that um, at Wale Mania. We got to have him on. He's, One he's million percent. Absolutely. If we, I'd even do it next week. I would love to totally. have him on. Uh, Miss CJ Lilly says, Index forever. That storytelling NXT is good. I saw that there was something involving them. I don't, I didn't see what happened, but I also saw that Indy is the new women's champion. So, really? um, Wait, what happened to Roxanne? Indy won the ladder match. Roxanne was in it. Roxanne, what? You don't have to put on a red light. Let me get this straight really quick in a really quick synopsis. She left. She got hurt. They did the Shawn Michaels angle, and then they stripped her of the title, and then made her get in the match to try to win it back. They didn't well, strip she her. She champion. defended it. She was still champion. Oh, she was defending. They said if she, yeah. She yeah. defended it. That's stupid. And yeah, uh, it was it was confusing, but yeah, she was still champion. And like Indy should be going to the main roster. What the hell is this? I, it's NXT, bro. <laughs> um, Jake Salazar said uh, backlash in Puerto Rico. Roman definitely losing, so they can see him lose to Cody. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to do Bad Bunny uh, and Cody and Roman uh, and uh, Dr. All right, bid six 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 says Cody shots fired. Stokely has until Wednesday to respond. Sal Cruz says uh, wrestling NBA trade set to AEW for CM Punk and Miro. Thoughts? 
also NBA related. Uh, Will, what was your reaction when the WWE made the Nuggets heels? I had tickets to that show that they were supposed to run at the Pepsi Center that ended up getting canceled because the Nuggets made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. And uh, yes, that was the least happy I ever was. Uh, you put all the heels in the Denver Nuggets jerseys and then it had the baby faces beat their asses. Like, no, that... <laughs> um, all because I mean the Nuggets the specifically Cronky uh, Sports Entertainment was at fault because they booked WWE at the Pepsi Center not thinking the Nuggets were going to make it that far in the playoffs the Nuggets ended up making it to the finals and NBA trumps WWE so WWE got the boot with uh, for those who don't remember this story that's what happened was WWE, with like 48 hours notice, got the boot. They were told they can't run the Pepsi Center here in Denver because they have a Nuggets-Lakers game in the Western Conference Finals. And so the Staples Center, being petty, was like, why don't you come run at the Staples Center then, since they're playing there. And uh, WWE, last minute, sold all those tickets to the Pepsi Center, or to the Staples Center, and uh, centered the whole show around fuck the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> And uh, that was, they yeah. didn't run another show in Denver for three years after that because their relationship was fractured. And then finally right. WWE made up with them because Denver's a big market and you can't not run Denver. Speaking of the Denver Nuggets, um, as somebody that said on this podcast that you should be afraid of Kevin Durant, how did you feel when you saw he shot 11 for 15 last night and dropped 30 on those guys? Ooh. Jokic was out, <laughs> and they still came within nine. The but bell is being shot right now. I, I, I just, I, I'm telling you, please. I fear Kevin shot. Durant if you don't. I, I mean, do. I, I, my, my only thing is, I, I'll say what I do fear. Um, I fear the Nuggets without a healthy Jokic. I think that, um, he's very clearly the X factor. And I mean, two-time MVP. I mean, two-time uh, MVP. But like, a high but take it's, here. <laughs> yeah, it's wild how much the team falls apart with him missing these last two games. It's like that's usually how it works on teams like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he is he is the most valuable player to that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, By and far. they're 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 proving it right now. And I need him back, but also don't rush back because I'd rather have you for the playoffs than for uh, any of these remaining re regular season games. Good luck, so, Denver. So, yeah. Jokic, chill, rest, get healthy, get that leg ready, and we'll see you in the playoffs. We got, what, six games or five games remaining. I can live without Jokic uh, if it means yeah. having him in the playoffs. I mean, the best thing that happened in NBA world last week, you know, besides the Bulls beating the Lakers, that was that was great was that picture of Westbrook on the ground after destroying <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. That picture of him laying laying on the floor that looks like an album cover. Awesome. Y'all owe Brody some apologies, bro. Straight up. Y'all do. <laughs> also, as far as trading Seth for CM Punk and Miro, I mean, look, no. there's a report this week that CM Punk was um, – and this is all stuff we've heard – uh, but now that it's out there, they're working. I mean, Meltzer reported yesterday that they were working toward, prior to the Instagram post, a CM Punk return. 
And uh, speaking of which, I just pulled this out of a drawer right before we started. Mm. Uh, but uh, Punk, uh, do we know how much the Instagram post ruined things? I've heard some stuff, but as far as uh, where that's, as far as where things are ultimately going to end, my gut feeling says he's going to be back. Yeah, and you got a Jericho quote, right? Yes, Jericho is not talking like somebody who he's no longer. It's almost as if Jericho was told CM Punk's returning. Deal with it because it's uh, going to be great with or without him. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's a far cry from CM Punk will never work in AEW again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, you know, I, I'll we'll let this play out. Um, yes. I've given my prediction <laughs> as to where I think this is going. I think he'll be back at this point. Um, as for that trade, no way. I do not want. Hey, I don't want CM Punk at WWE if we can help it. He don't want and to I be just, at WWE. I, I just don't. I, I don't think putting Seth in AEW fixes what he's annoyed with because yeah. him there, he's not he's not going to be high on the totem pole there. I think in terms of recognition, he would. But in terms of number one guys in that audience, it's not Rollins. I think he's got a hurdle to get over with that fan base first if you do that. Uh, RH says, with Athena's strong run as champion, her matches on Honor Club, her win last night, her statements at the scrum, Athena is the face of ROH for me. I said that she pretty much is uh chris says am i the only one who got a kick out of cody's promo today however yes. the one he cut after beating la night should have been the go home riot if he loses yeah no nah, he, he's winning it's a time uh, mr cj Lilly says gallus boys on top and full strength stand and deliver is going very well very ambitious spots here nxt going well i hear the show's been going well we're we just weren't going to move this show because there's no room to move it nope. um I, yeah and i don't you know mm-hmm. Shout out to Melo, though. Hopefully he gets yeah. that big W and becomes yeah. the third black NXT champion. Shame on that company for only having two at this point. Um, want Melo to get that big win, bro. That's the only reason that I was interested in that show. And I'm glad that he's getting this spot. I saw Melo on Wednesday, and I told him, I don't know if you remember this, but when we saw you in Dallas last year, I was like, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to get that big belt. And a year later, when I seen him, he was lined up for that shot. I was like, man, I got to give you your credit. Yeah. You did it. In a circle, baby. Trust the Process 34 says, non-mania question. Any reason Swerve hasn't been on TV in weeks? His booking since going solo has been very bizarre. Um, there is, I mean, like I said on Day After Dynamite, there's, and he said it. He said it this week that he, in his promo on Rampage, that he's got an army built. You'll see who it is. And you know what's funny? Lady. Everybody's been trying to guess who it is. I have not seen the right answer. And I think that's great. <laughs> I've uh, heard at least five at this point. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen the right answer. And so I think people will be uh, possibly pleasantly surprised. Uh, and Maybe it'll be anyway, Tony Khan's special announcement on Wednesday. I don't know. We and, <laughs> and, and, anyway, though, um, so because the feud with Keith Lee is is picking back up, and I think they're going to face each other at um, this is my thinking is double or nothing. Keith, by the way, fixed the look because I thought he looked better this week on Rampage because 
I felt like something was missing, and I said it, I've been saying it, and he did it. The grays are fine. I think it is fine. But he needs a beard if he's going to do it. Yes. And he grew the beard back, and I suddenly felt like, I was like, nope, this works for me. Uh, Keith Lee without the beard was what was throwing me off. Um, But I thought he looked better. And, yeah, I think they're going to resume and kind of pick the feud back up once they reintroduce Swerve's new affiliates. Um, And we'll learn who that is. Uh, Adam Russo says, uh, nobody could get Miu's name right all week. That'll be trying, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, you know the country we live in. They don't care about getting foreign people's names. No. Well, and then speaking of getting names wrong, because Tim Gordon says, uh, shout out to Miu Watanabe. And I got that wrong. Cause, uh, but he says on the TJPW show, she was the most over wrestler on the whole card. And the place went crazy when she lifted Max the Impaler. Awesome. And I'm kind of uh, sorry I missed that show, but for good reason. So that's fine. Yes, yes. Leonard says, Eddie Kingston's going to win the ROH world title, and there won't be a dry eye in the place. Quote me on this. Maybe. Uh, Van Twinblade says, almost time for brunch. Got to bounce. Effie, greater than NXT. That's yeah, already happening, big dog. Brunch. Um, shout out to Effie and everybody that's on that card. Um, I love what they do. Uh Adam Russo says, see, I think Mox might be the guy kicked out of BCC because eventually it's going to be Eddie versus BCC and Mox might side with his friend over BCC. Nah, I, I've been I've been watching the moves. They they follow Mox. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. When 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 BCC started, recruited Mox. They don't look to Brian that way anymore. They follow Mox. Leonard says the BCC is fixing to take it back to the mid eighties with the level of brutality we're going to see on TBS. And I love it. Scariest group in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Twinblade says also, Will, how does it feel for the Rapids to be in last place while St. Ludi, uh, St. Uh, STL is in the first guys. I have not watched American soccer in my life. Um, I don't so, know what any of those words, man. I, I was like, Phil, with the NXT shit. I was like, I don't know what these fools are talking about. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Anime Otaku says, Britt and Adam kissing at the boom was cute. Maybe better than her uh, waving off the Bucks smooch spot. Um, yeah, I thought them and Adam Cole's music when he does the boom and then they go for the kiss instead. Mm-hmm. Like, that was actually very good at that moment. Um I don't know what they do with the two of them on screen together. It's probably just for that moment to promote uh, all access. Yeah. Jake Salazar says, on a lighter note, Yuta would still be champ if he learned to shut the F up. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the story. Kind of the point that Definitely. he's turned into a toe rag because he <laughs> he uh, he's he is trying to prove himself, which is hilariously the thing that they kind of hate a hangman for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent says, shocked. Vikingo and uh, Commander didn't tear a hole in the space-time continuum. One of the greatest matches I've seen in person, man. Definitely. Amazing. Jake said, saw that photo of Braun and Cody, and I thought it was going to be the new Real American tag team remixed (laughs) with MAGA has more than one royal family. I mean, I took that picture. I posted it. Uh, I, I took the picture of Cody putting Braun on his shoulders, and I'm just, and I tweeted, it's like this Cody is a real life maniac. You got a week yeah. to go before WrestleMania. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> he's nuts. 
I'm like, you know, and at a house show, he's like, you know what? I want Braun on my shoulders. And your I'm a peck. Your and titty I'm a was just purple, dude. What are you doing? You can't have a giant man on your shoulders for no reason yeah. at all. David <laughs> Reed says, the big mama your arm. <laughs> 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 David Reed yes. says, best wishes to Dante. Top flight is cursed. I don't think they're cursed. I think they're high risk. And I think that, uh, that's, yeah. Um, pocket plex or rocket plex sorry says heel cody already fell back into his old AEW habits several weeks ago cody beat finn with three crossroads on raw not a very baby face thing to do yeah, i mean that's he's always beating people with multiple crossroads mm-hmm. or at least that's the thing he's been doing for a few months it's how he beat seth uh deontay says 82 hours of wrestling fun weekend much love y'all thank you so much uh deontay always thanks appreciate everybody you. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, we're winding down. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says, this Waller feud seems to uh, the Johnny ending things with NXT properly, I feel. I guess. Um, and let's see. That oh yeah, Mr. CJ Lilly says this is how you introduce Johnny Wrestling to the main roster with a great video promo, and Booker T just got taken out on commentary by Waller. Yeah, see, see that CJ ain't say nothing about Alexa. Yeah, oh. see, you should apologize to her, man. See, yeah, look, look, see, apologize, my man. Mm-hmm. See, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna finish up. I'm gonna watch that main event right now. Uh, I want to see Melo get that victory. So, thank you to everybody who tuned in to this Saturday edition of Grapsity. It's always on Saturdays, but we had to do it. Uh, my boys are in LA right now, and you guys continue to hold it down. Keep having fun. Uh, Phil, have a blast at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first WrestleMania, you get to finally pop the WrestleMania cherry. Yep. And uh, I think this is a good one to start with. It is. So um, I'm. I, again, I sent you guys the message. This is this is not just me trying to go to mess- WrestleMania. This entire week, I have been working tirelessly at this because I will be the one to open the forbidden door to Grapsy's podcast. And I will be the one to bring WWE wrestlers as guests on this podcast. Let's go. Yes. Quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> we want we want the full Grab City interview. Yep. There were multiple oppor- multiple opportunities to do like the media day stuff and mm-hmm. you know basically do the junkets. I want the Grab City interview. Yeah. It yeah, I I could have got the junkets, but I had there yeah. were points where I was invited, but there were somebody at both outlets I work for. So it wasn't really a place where I felt like I had a home for interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but slowly but surely, like I said, I, I my foot is in the door. It's in there. It's wedged yeah. in. That That's the goal, by the way, For mm-hmm. um, is that we want that fourth box that's always next to Reg. It'll be there. But either way, folks, that's it for this edition of Grapsity. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. And I was so glad to spend the week with you guys and mm-hmm. get those days, even though the extra time wasn't something I was looking for. Uh, every single opportunity that it was like, I've got this extra time. Let me hit up Reg and Phil. Mm-hmm. That's how this was supposed to go. And I enjoyed right. it. Thank you. And <laughs> could have I told you guys not to make this go long? Um, this weekend was the first time I really realized that I am older than Will, and I'm kind of the oldest guy on this podcast. Yeah. There were just certain things that were done and said, and I was just like, 
I'm going to let you learn this one on your own because oh, I've seen it already. And that's not come down on you in a way, but I saw it and I'm just like, I'm going to let it play out because I'm, I'm watching it happen. But me. Oh, you're talking about the thing Reg was talking about at the beginning. Um, I learned before there's certain things that you just cannot bother with. And it's okay, man. I had no comment. But yes. uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it didn't comment, and that's not me trying to put you on blast or anything. I'm just saying that this was the first time that, like, I can tell our personality differences all the time. I feel like you're very much more optimistic in in, in ways than me, and I think sometimes because I'm I don't older, that, I don't know that that's I don't I don't know that that's an age thing because I think just I in general I'm I tend to be fairly no, optimistic. No, no, that's why I said it's a personality difference. I don't yeah, think it's I th- an age thing. Yeah. I don't think it's an age thing. I think in general I very much tend and I think it's just in my nature to give people the benefit of the doubt and people have let me down plenty. I'm 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 let down more often than anybody will uh anybody in history probably. Um because um, I tend to assume the best in people. And, uh, but I'm not stupid. I assume the, I assume the best, but recognize the worst being possible. Um, no, yeah, no. The reason that age came in, like I said, this this is the first time that I as a person that often wants to believe in people, despite the fact that I've said many times on this podcast and on Twitter that I hate people. The reason why I say that is because I've learned my lesson with people more than once. And I think all the time, as that saying goes, when somebody shows you who they are, believe believe them. them. Yes, Straight up. yeah. Although Denise was shocked to learn that you were the oldest, she just learned this less than twelve hours ago. Mm. Uh, and that, as we were sitting in a drive-through, and she was like, uh, she was like, "Wait, how old is Reg?" And I was like, "Reg is a year older than me," and then Phil is a year older than Reg. And she's like, "I had that completely in reverse." Mm. And I was like, "I know it's deceiving because I'm the one with kids." And uh, but I've also been a parent since I'm since I was 24. So mm-hmm. therefore, just uh, 23. Veda was born when I was 23. So yeah, uh, and I, I think also too. I I don't say it, and and I think like when I see people say that we have tension, we don't have tension. I think it's because yeah. we disagree on things. But also, like I said, I see certain things that I don't like. And in some ways, I'm real protective of my guy. I just don't like that, you know, I see that you're optimistic with people and I see where I know it's going to go and I want to stop it from happening. <laughs> yep. Uh, somebody said, except Phil for Phil Brooks, whatever he shows people, just believe that he's the victim every time. Ooh. Um, I mean, we don't have to get into that. We don't have to get into that. We got to yeah. go. Yes. We got to go. Everybody enjoy WrestleMania. Uh, if you're watching this on a Sunday, you've probably already seen WrestleMania at least one of the nights. But thank you for squeezing us in to your wrestling weekend. Enjoy. Love you guys. Peace. This is Grapsity. Peace. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.